15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Podeskew Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Podeskew Podcast, I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Rico. What's up, man? What's up, guys? Ah, oh, dude, it's it's still 2020. That's what's up. <laughs> don't don't remind me. I, yeah. I... <laughs> oh, man, it's been a clusterfuck of a year, but it is summertime, and we just, um, as, as unpopular... As unpopular as apparently it is, we just celebrated the 4th of July here in America for those paying attention. Some did. Some did, yeah. Um, As they shouldn't have, and I'm curious to see the coronavirus spike after this one, but uh, we'll see what happens. We almost had a fire outside our our house. I I think we actually, like, outside our backyard, we, we we saw tons of fireworks because we have just big, open space so you know we're sort of suburban but like sort of half a block away is a school okay and and they were just letting off fireworks in like the it's like a baseball uh softball field yeah, yeah like yeah. literally we, we we you know when school was in session and shit every saturday we would hear crack like you know like balls and shit flying around and cheers and everything if you got balls flying around your face man that's your own problem i don't want to hear about it so. if i have balls flying around my face i know it's you um uh, what so last night not only we're hearing the, all the fireworks and seeing all the fireworks we're looking and we actually all of a sudden just see this like rising glow down like next to the school building like Uh-oh. with li- literally like a hundred yards or less from us. And we just see it just, and then just a big billows of smoke. And we're like, Steph was like, I think there's a fire. Like, I think that's an actress. Like someone fucked up and there's, or they fucked up on purpose and there's a fire going. And I'm like, I think it's one of those fireworks that you just, it doesn't go up in the air. Right. Yeah. Smolders and, and sprays. But it was getting to the point where I'm like, I'm seeing like there was a crowd of people just kind of going towards it. So that's why I was like, I think they're just watching it because if it was a fire, they'd be fucking running, yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to put it out, yeah. or, or they were like, "Fuck this school," and just setting it on fire. <laughs> and then, sure enough, as we were like, "Let's go inside," it's getting smoky and fucking bullshit. And then we saw fire trucks pull up, and that was the last I saw. But I mean, I don't think it burned down. But like, someone was concerned enough to call the fucking fire department for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as it being the summer, we um. We decided to bring another guest on, the ever-revolving third chair of Pot of Skew lately. Jesus Christ, we've had this string of guests. Um, good show friend Logo Mike is back. What's up, buddy? 
What's going on, guys? Good to be back. How's your 2020 going? Oh, fantastic. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're at the halfway mark now, guys, so... Well, the only, fact, you know, only time will tell if this uh, 2020 is going to get better or worse. So uh, I'm going with worse, but that's just my opinion. Uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and stay positive, man. I'm just, I have to. That's all I can do is just yeah. try and stay positive at this point and just you know hope for the best. I mean, the fact that you how, and I are how not, much worse could it get, really? Well, yeah, don't uh, say that. Um, not going first, to <laughs> first Lady Kim Kardashian. Yeah, oh, there you go. Because yeah, Ka- right? Kanye did announce his candidacy today, so. You know, it's right. going under the stupid party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, the fact that you and I are not sitting across from each other sharing a beer today is is problem enough for me. So, you know, like I'm used to I you know. sitting like right there and you're on my screen instead so that we can social distance. But Jesus Christ. No, I'm uh, coming to you live from my uh, from me and my wife's uh, bedroom. So, <laughs> OK. Yeah. Well, if we see Mike's eyes roll back in his head, we know what's going on. But that's beside the point. Yeah. It's just Mike. She's not. She's not here. She's in the other room doing. She's in the other room. Okay. God, well, just... God knows whatever. <laughs> but hey, Rico, before I forget, happy belated birthday to you, my friend. Thank you. Uh, Appreciate that. Twenty nine, right? Yep, twenty nine. Twenty nine. Enjoy while you can, man. <laughs> I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, man. Like shit. He's taken some shit over the last couple episodes about how young he is. So, so, oh no, just people fucking with him about like, like one, one person actually thought he was older than all of us. Like thought he was the oldest one of us all. And then they heard his age. They're like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, it went from like, Hey, happy birthday. How old are you? 29. Fuck you. Piece <laughs> of shit. Like, <laughs> it kind of did. Yeah. Yelling yeah. at me because I was born the year I was born. Like yell at my parents. They fucked when they did. Like, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> like someone yell at Ron and Nancy. <laughs> um, Rico, I trade I trade ages with you in a second if I could, buddy. Yeah, you and me I'm, both, brother. You and me both. You know, no, no, you guys are good. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> the irony is he's the one that looks our age, Mike. Like we we want yeah. his age, and he looks ours. So I I don't <laughs> quite get that, but sure. yeah, I, it's always been that case. I've always uh, one time I was with my uh, my brother was uh, teaching. Uh, as a tutor at my high school as a, as a, as a, as a tutor. And he was going to, he was going to hang out there. I was going to meet up with him. We were going to go back and grab some lunch. He was going to drop me off. I, I was like 15, 16 years old. So I was still in high school. So my brother, my brothers are 10 years older than me. So he's 25, 26. And I go and hang out with him and he's just finishing tutoring up a couple students who are my age, if not a little older. And we're they're t- <laughs> they're talking to me and they're like oh so who are you I'm like oh, I'm I'm Alex's little brother I'm like oh so you're Joel and I'm like no like and I was like because Joel, my brothers are twins they're the same age and they're like oh so are you are you the old like wait you're the younger brother how old are you and I'm like I'm 15 they're like I thought you were like the same age as Alex and Joel like I thought there were triplets I thought there was a lost triplet I didn't know about yeah. or you were or like you were just a year or two like older or younger and i'm like nope and literally they thought we were just three brothers just like same age it was the funniest thing and they were like i can't believe you're only 15 did you have facial hair when you were 15 oh dude i had facial hair when i was 11 really yeah i, Buy, I was buying like, cigarettes I, when you're at 12 and yeah buying booze uh, 12 and a half my, my friend my friend and i uh we couldn't like drive but like i was always able to get it not always there were some places that were like no 
Uh, but I can get us booze and, and cigarettes at like 12, 13 years old. I only, I really only started smoking at like 14 officially, but like he was a smoker. So I would get him cigarettes and like have a drag or something. But yeah, uh, at a, at a young age, I was, I mean, I hit puberty at 10. So I was, I was, I, I looked like a fucking Muppet at like, <laughs> just, yeah. Just a, lot, just a lot of hands up your asses kind of thing. Uh, well, in the sense know, of a Muppet. If the Muppet fits, you know. <laughs> you oh, know before I forget, guys, congratulations on the 100th episode. Oh, too. thanks, buddy. Appreciate Thank that. I, li- I listened to it, and it was, it was it was a really great one. Like I think you win the award for the amount of times you say the word cunt in an episode. <laughs> That's all so, day. So, so that... Congratulations to you on that. Definitely. That, that... <laughs> All that praise goes to Jay. She's the one that whipped it out as much yeah. as she did. No, it was it was great to finally like hear her on the podcast, and it was just dropping cunts left and right. Yeah. I, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Yeah, she she was really a lot of fun, and it, it was a lot of fun springing it on Rico because he had no idea. Like that wasn't he wasn't faking surprise there. He had zero idea that I had that put together. So, yeah, yeah you actually yeah. you actually uh, told me uh, I think a day or two before. I think I did. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that so. that was a surprise. That was a very welcome, happy surprise, but it, I, I, you're right. I had never heard cunt so much. <laughs> like, like we call her the koala spawnet. I think she's just the cunt spawnet at this she, point. No, she's, like, the, she's the cunty koala spawnet. Remember that's yeah. All right. But that's you, what we even, determined. And like, I still have my reservations about that word on a hole or in the hole, but like, <laughs> pun but, intended, pun intended. But uh, I, it was music to my ears as she was just like, "I'm a fucking cunt." What are you gonna do, fucking cunt? Like, yeah, Jesus. Uh, it's a good time. You're it really the, was. Yeah, I mean, if, it's if a really whole get new under... appreciation for Oz. Like, you're out of the woods, you had that 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 cunt. Yeah, if you really want to get under someone's skin with such like a obscene profanity, cunt is definitely the way to go. But see, that's well, the thing. That's here. Matter. I feel like in because because you know who else uses a lot is Henry. I've heard him use it quite a bit, and you know, like it just I feel like when you're you're in England or in in Oz or one of those countries that it doesn't have the same like Ugh, punch that I it has know. here. I, I think the you know? I think the Scots is that middle middle ground too because when they say I am very cut, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. <laughs> Um, not as melodic when you guys fucking say it <laughs> for real. You um, mean that shit? <laughs> yeah, they do. It, but it is the summertime, uh, and so we thought, you know, with the Fourth of July just passing and being, as Mike said, about halfway through the year and and midsummer at this point, let's talk about our favorite summer movies that we can come up with. So we're just gonna sit back and kind of shoot the shit about different summer movies and if we've seen them if we like them and if we have to we describe them to each other i guess so that's well let's clarify it's not movies that are released in summer it's no. movies that are set in summer correct yeah, it's not yes, summer they... blockbuster movies or anything like that right yeah right because no. summer like... themed yeah i it's actually like transformers will... i'll actually uh, start fail. off with uh, yeah i'll start off with one Speaking as an guns. as an example that i think is a great summer movie and that's the sandlot the Sandlot yep, yep. is a great example of a summer movie, you know, so it starts 100%. right around the end of school, if not the beginning of the summer, and runs all the way through, you know, I think basically till they go back to school, or at least at least midway through August or so. 
we never see them go to school, but no. it, it's it's just that three month period. Yeah, it's just implied that they go back to school. You don't actually see it. Yeah, okay. they all go their separate ways and shit. Yeah, it's a narrated movie that telling about like you know one specific summer and how it flashes forward to like you know how they're all adults now and what they're doing at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's I great, just I just great rewatched movie. it. Oh, yeah. oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I love the Did fact that it's on a lot too. There's there's a sequel to it too. There's a there's like three of them. Yeah, oh, really. <laughs> I think there's like yeah. yeah. Sure, why not? And I actually heard they're Disney Plus is going to do a revitalized sequel show with the original cast members coming back. A show, yeah. yes. Which that'd be, and then like you said, it's more like a it's a sequel, but it's not like a a It's it's going to be well. Like I think it's going to be okay. Um, <laughs> What are they doing like a, like a, like a ten episode type of like series? I don't know. Type deal? Yeah. They didn't say how many, but it is going to be Mandalorian esque in that it comes out weekly on Disney Plus. Yeah, so right. I I don't know much beyond that. I've just tried to look it up. There's nothing on at least on IMDb about it. Um, but there's I know can, there I know there are certain actors that are struggling, like won't probably come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that too. I think there's only three of them, Rico. It looks like there's the Sandlot, Sandlot Two, and Sandlot heading home. Oh, I said uh, there were three. No, but three in total, not three. You said there were three sequels. I thought. Oh, I I, I meant there are three movies. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then you're right. Yes. Okay. I thought you meant like three sequels to the initial. No, 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 yeah. no. So, um, I can't. It's almost twelve years between the first two, though. Or no, I'm sorry. So yeah. So. Seven. 12 years? Right. Yeah, between the first and the second. The first one was 93, second one's 2005, and then the third one was in 2007, so a lot closer together. But Yeah. Um, yeah as, but, good, as good as that movie is, I, I can't even remember the last time i seen it. It's, it's had to have been years ago, maybe even a decade ago, I would think. Well, you have Disney+, Plus; it's there, so if you're in the mood, <laughs> so you go check it out. I haven't um, been on Disney+, Plus in forever. I used it, you know, just to watch The Mandalorian, really. Dude, there's so much good stuff on there. Like, I'm constantly on there. Um, as Rico yells at me, I'm constantly watching. Like, I think I've I've literally lost track of how many times I've seen Infinity War and Endgame at this point. Just because I'll put it on Disney Plus and then like leave it. So, (laughs) I just rewatched Infinity War uh, last week, like the third time. Did you listen to our commentary while you did it? No, no, (laughs) did not. (laughs) You heard we did that, right? I had to do it in two sittings, uh, Infinity War, when I watched it. So I didn't gotcha. watch it from you know beginning to end in one day. So gotcha. But we we did a whole commentary of Infinity War and Endgame back All to back once. Yeah, it's like a six hour commentary. You yeah, just yeah, Ugh, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do have time on my hands now, so I guess I could go you know back and rewatch it and listen. Believe to the it or not. So. I, Mark just got access to Disney Plus, and he's planning. To, he's never seen them yet. He's never seen either of them yet. So he's gonna watch them, and then when he's done, he's actually gonna go back and listen to our commentary tracks. Like he didn't, for whatever reason, it seems like he didn't know we did commentary tracks, Rico. So like I told him all the different movies that we've done them on. He's like, oh shit, that sounds kind of fun. I think I might watch a couple of those. So he's probably gonna go back and watch a few of our commentary tracks, which will be fun. You know, I may watch the uh, the Hamilton. Broadway on uh, Disney Plus. I know they just put that on. Now I'm not really like a Broadway type of guy, but everybody's just been hyping up Hamilton for what the past like. How long has it been? Six years, maybe something it's been like around? that. Yeah, I, I, so, 
I'll tell you. Maybe I'll just bite the bullet and just just watch it and see you know how good it is. But uh, I'm probably you, not gonna like it. But well, you know, it's whatever. I started it and I'm 20 minutes in and I loved it. I just had to stop because okay. life got in the way. But yeah, I'm planning on watching the rest of it. But the 20 minutes I've seen so far, I've really enjoyed. The only yeah. the only thing I'm struggling with, and this is by no fault of anybody's, but the main guy, Lin Manuel Miranda, who wrote it and stars in right. it. First time I saw him, he was on an episode of House. When House was in a mental institution after he uh, drove his car through his through Cuddy's front window, like literally through it, drew it through the front of the house. And um, he was one of Lin-Manuel Miranda was one of the patients who just sat there rapping all the time. Like, that's what he did. That was his thing. So I remember him from way back watching that before Hamilton was even a thing. So it's a little I'm having a little trouble disconnecting the him (laughs) from that character. But, you know, yeah. as far as far as like Broadway musical musicals go, I mean, like, and I like the classics, you know, like West Side Story. I fucking love West Side Story. I could watch that back and forth, listen to the album back and forth, you know, a hundred times, you know, over. But, you know, that and maybe like Phantom of the Opera was really cool. I, was, I remember seeing that on Broadway uh, in Philly, not New York Broadway. Off but, Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Off Broadway uh, when I was uh, I might have been like 10 because I think it came out in like. 90? 90? That sounds right. Phantom of the Opera? Yeah. yeah. So uh, my mom took me and my brother to go see Phantom of the Opera, and it was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my entire life. But after that, I just never really, you know, got back into like, you know, Broadway-esque type of, uh, you know, films and or, you know, shows. So, you know, but it's... I'm kind of interested in seeing Hamilton. And maybe like, um, what's the other one? The Trey... Um, Trey Stone? Oh, Book of, uh, Book of Mormon. Par- Book of Mormon. Trey, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, yeah. Yeah. Book of That's- Mormon. That's not going to be on Disney Plus anytime soon, so I'll have to find it somewhere <laughs> no, else. Definitely, but definitely. Um, so just just real quick, two things. Uh, Phantom, of the, Phantom of the Opera first performance was in October of '86, so it was probably like 1991 by the time it did the the rounds outside of Broadway because it usually sits on Broadway for years. You know that. Um, right. And two, Mike, you and I could have been at the same performance for all I know because I saw the same thing at, at the I think the Miriam. I think it, it might was. Have been the- yeah, it was one of those. I I might have the wrong with theater, but it was one of those ones down in Center City. And I still have. I don't know why I of all the things I could have got at the gift shop, I picked out a, a matchbook, but it's like a plastic box with the, like those stick matches in it, mm-hmm. and that's what I got as like my souvenir of Phantom of the Opera. But I still have that thing, and it still has matches in it. So wow. yeah. So but that's I pretty cool, dude. So we could have been at the same. We at least saw the same. I guarantee we saw the same. Cast, do you know what I mean? Like it might not have been the same performance, but certainly yeah, no, the same. It had, it had, yeah, it had to have been. I think so. we did like a matinee. It was like you know, like a five yeah, o'clock yeah, show. It, 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 dude, we very easily could have been <laughs> at the same show and didn't even know it. Um, but yes, yeah, so let's get back to the summer movies. So Sandlot being the the example, um, and Mike, you being our guest here, why don't you hit us with one of your favorites if you have one? Um, how about National Lampoon's Vacation? Now see. I haven't seen it, but I've heard the argument that it's not technically a summer movie. Now, I I don't know enough about it to to hold that argument, but I've heard people say that it because it doesn't specifically state that it's summer. I don't know. I I haven't seen it, so maybe I'm well. The kids got to the kids are out of school. True. The kids are out of school, and they're leaving from Chicago, and it's not fucking like zero degrees when they leave. It's you know summer, summer weather. It looks sun, like. Yeah, I. I heard someone call it National Lampoon's Summer Vacation, so maybe that was the argument because that's not the name of the movie. It's just yeah. 
National Lampoon's Vacation, if I understand it, right? I mean, you could just call it Vacation. Well, no, that's the that's yeah. the remake. The remake is called Vacation, isn't it? Just Vacation without the National Lampoon. It's sort of it's the same thing. It's just it's it's the same title. I don't think there's any. Well, maybe you're right. I think it. I think the original is called National Lampoon's Vacation, and then there's just. The remake is just called Vacation. I think you might be right, actually. Yeah, yeah I... I mean, people just put National Lampoons in front of it like they would with, like, you know, Animal House. Like, National Lampoons, Animal House. National Lampoons, mm-hmm. you know, Vacation. Like, any movie that was in the, you know, National Lampoons production, they would just, um, you know, put that in front of the, the actual movie title. But technically, I guess it's called Vacation and Animal House and whatever. Yeah, because... So the remake, or the reboot... I guess it's not really a reboot because it's still in the same uh, universe. Chevy Chase comes back. Right. It's Russ as an older man, right? Right. And it's home. his family. So, But it's just, called it- vaca- it's just called Vacation. And not not arguing with you guys, but because there's, there's National Lampoon's Vacation. That's in 83. That's the OG. 85, mm-hmm. you have National Lampoon's European Vacation. In 97, you have Vegas Vacation. I'm sorry, 89, you have Christmas Vacation, then 97, you have Vegas Vacation, and then 2015, you have Just Vacation, which is the one you guys were talking about where Russ is the, now the dad, or whatever. Right. He's grown up. Is National Lampoon still a you know production company as of today? That's a good question. Let's find out. Because maybe that's why they couldn't call it National Lampoon's I believe vacation. so, because they did all those... those um, Van Wilder movies. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but th- that was like mid to that was like mid two thousands, and maybe that was before the remake of Vacation. True, because like Rise of Taj, I think was like two thousand and nine or something. It might have been. I'm 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 looking yeah. up the history. It might have been earlier Lamp- than that. Yeah, I mean they they also have been kind of especially now with the exception of like Van Wilder, they haven't really made any fucking good movies like a lot of their stuff's been directed dvd like they made a christmas vacation 2 you know all about cousin eddie or and and it's just you know, most of those most of those are just garbage i mean van wilder is probably the last good uh national lampoon movie that has come out i love van wilder i do too i really do yeah, yeah. It, ruined, that, yeah. it ruined boston cream pies for me but uh well, i still love uh-huh. them it, eclairs technically Eclair, yeah, eclairs yeah, yeah right um, <laughs> oh god that, that fucking scene man the last the last National Lampoon magazine was issued in November of 1988 so the year we graduated Mike um I can't find out about the film the film company if it's still operating or not I'm not finding weren't they, weren't they connected to Paramount is that what who distributed them was Paramount probably uh, I don't know. I want to say Paramount did like. I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember. So, I mean, that's. Th- Stay on the uh, the National Lampoon's theme for a second. I can give you guys a, a movie recommendation that's on Netflix right now. Please. It's called uh, a stupid and futile. I've gesture. seen it. I watched it. Yeah. How great was that movie, man? It, it was really good, and I'm not a big Will Forte fan, but he did a really good job in that movie. I really actually enjoyed yeah. that quite a bit. And I don't, I didn't, I didn't know like the, you know the backstory and everything like that, so I'm not going to mm. spoil it or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I had no idea, like uh, you know, about the story of you know his up and coming and everything like that. But upon that, uh, on top of that, I should say it's like it's just a great, funny, 
um, movie that, you know, everybody should check out. I mean, I think it's like an underdog. It's one of those underrated movies that no one really knows about, but I should really check it. it out. Oh, man, Rico, you would like it. I think you would love it. It's about the guy who created National Lampoon's magazine and how they, you know, came up to be like, uh, you know, the powerhouse that they were back in like the 80s and the 90s. And uh, they talk about like how um, they uh, started filming with like Animal House. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So it's really cool. It's it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, de- definitely is, Rico. And it's very... Um, I, I like Will Forte, too, so that'll help. Yeah. It's like it's like a... Um, it's like a Bohemian Rhapsody of National Lampoon. So it's, it's, it's not... It's the biopic. That's the word I was looking for. It's a biopic right. about the company. And, and specifically... And I can't remember Will Forte's... The guy's name. But that it's more about him than the other. Because it's a partnership. So it's mm-hmm. it's like a Steve Jobs movie, but where they they talk about Wozniak, but it's more about Jobs. It's the same kind of thing, right? Yeah. Right, so. right. And they got like actors playing like Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, yeah. like big people like that. So it's just cool to see. Yeah, like I'll young check it out. Young Ramis. It's it's on Netflix. It's a uh, 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 shit. I'm blanking now. Say the name. Again. A futile and stupid gesture. Yeah, is the name yeah. of the movie. So okay. stupid and futile, futile and stupid, whatever it is, and. Another uh, Domo Gleason's in it. Yes. Phenomenal actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, love that guy. So I didn't, General, I didn't, I didn't even know it was him. Yeah, yeah. General yeah, hugs. <laughs> yeah, it's Will Forte, Domo Gleason, Martin Mull, Joe McHale. Uh, let's see, Seth Green. He's there's a bunch of people in this thing. Um, yeah, great. Domo, really but good. yeah, it's it. There's a lot of people. Um, I'm trying Rico, to check it. it out, and all the listeners, check it out. You won't be Definitely. disappointed. Guarantee yeah. it. It's it. If you hate it, email me. And tell me how much you hated it. Yeah. Tell Logo you Mike at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, no. So that's a that's a good one there. Um, we said Sandlot. Let's see uh, another one of my favorites, an old eighties movie that Rico, you may not even be familiar with. Um, Mike, I'm not even sure if you would have seen it because it's definitely like a B list movie. It's called Summer School. Oh, come on. That's on my list. Oh, is it? There you go. Good oh. man. Good man. I, you know, <laughs> I, 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 remember, I remember hearing the title of Summer School. I think I've brought it up a few times. It's, yeah. it's um, Mark Harmon long before NCIS. Like, this is... Yes. And yeah. he's, a, he, he's actually a gym teacher that gets roped into teaching English class to the summer school students. Mm-hmm. And these kids are, like, <laughs> the bottom of the fucking <laughs> barrel of the school. But, like... It's just hijinks throughout the entire thing, and it really ended up being a real fun... It's one of those movies... You know what? I might have brought it up, Rico. Remember when we did Comfort Films? Mm-hmm. I might have brought it up then, because it's one of those movies that if it's on, I'll watch it. Like, I don't care yeah. when it's on, what day, you know, like, if I... Or what part it's on, I'll leave it on and probably watch it till the end. So... Yeah. It's a great movie. Actually, when I... When CG, when you told me about, like, you know, what the topic we're going to be talking about today... I talked to my wife about it. I'm like, yeah, we're going to be talking about summer movies and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, summer school. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. We actually watched it last night. Oh, there did you go. really? Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just like, kind of. watch summer school tonight. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. I, um, I, I, the funny thing for me, though, and I don't want to ruin too much of the movie for people who might want to go see it, but like, there's some scenes in there that you could not get away with today. Like, it just. No, definitely not. Like, <laughs> like, honestly. The all right, so Rico, what he ultimately ends up doing to to teach these kids is like bargaining with them. So like 
they'll learn if he does like a favor for each of them independently, right? Okay. And the one girl is like, I'll just tell you when I'm ready. And like two months in, or like, I'm, I guess it, it, how long does you think that period is, Mike, from the beginning to the end of that? Do you think it's the whole summer it's, or do you think it's like six no, weeks? No, it, it's, it's six weeks. It's six weeks. Okay. Yeah. So by about week four, she's like, I need a place to stay. And she moves in with her teacher for like eight days. Yeah, and, and she's 16. And she's 16. And just living with her teacher. And nobody's like, well, until, until, um, Christy Alley finds out, you know, that's when she's like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it definitely crosses a lot of boundaries of student, uh, teacher relationships. Uh, you got one, one yeah. student who's a stripper, who's a male stripper. Yeah. Um, who's not 18. <laughs> um, yeah, the other girl, uh, you got to preg- stay with uh, his house or whatever. You got a pregnant girl without a, uh, without a without the father around. He's just fucked off somewhere. I feel like I've seen this. Like yeah. this is all coming. Like kind and of. And then you got two guys. Well, the the thing that will probably stand out, especially for you, Rico, are are oh god, Chainsaw and what's the other guy's name? Dave. Mike? Dave and Chainsaw. Chain- and- Chainsaw and Dave. And they're these horror movie fanatics, and they're constantly doing stuff with like fake blood and and monster makeup and stuff like that and when Mark Harmon's character gets temporarily fired they like creep out every substitute that comes in by like doing weird fucking shit with this makeup I feel like I saw this when I was a kid like I think my brothers were watching this and I was just kind of like half aware of it well, it yeah. came out. I want to say it came out in '88. So yeah, I mean, it would have been on '87. Yeah, is it '87? Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Um, I remember um, me and like my friend went to the movie theater with my brother and his friend, and uh, we were like, "What do you want to go see? Summer School or Nerds Two? Revenge of the Nerds 2. Ugh. So me and my me and my buddy went and saw Revenge of the Nerds Two, and my brother and his buddy went and saw Summer School. Made a horrible choice. Yes, you did. Should have went and saw Summer yeah. School. As much as I do like Nerds, Revenge of the Nerds too, it's not that bad. But Summer School's a way better uh, movie than uh, Revenge yeah. of the Nerds too. The, not the, to not to deviate from the summer thing, but I remember I saw Revenge of the Nerds for the first one, like the, for the first time I think like two years ago, and I was like, "What the fuck? This is such a really like I get it, like Nerds Unite and Nerds Uprise and all that shit, but like there's that one scene." That I still like you. It may be the 2020 goggles, but like, I don't understand how this was okay. Where like one of the nerds just basically sexually assaults like <laughs> yeah. someone, like like a, a cheerleader, and then like it's all good because her boyfriend's an asshole. But it's like, yeah, but he still kind of raped her. Yeah, like he it, pretty much raped her. 80s movies, man. Yeah, man. 80s movies. Yeah, man. And I'll I mean, look at Animal House. Animal House. Is yeah. Like, Wow. Just totally yeah. discriminating on women. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um the the uh, the sad thing, at least in my opinion, and, and Mike, I'd like your feedback on this too, with the exception of like one of them, and I'm only talking about the students, none of those actors really went on to do anything else except for Courtney Thorne Smith, who was the one that moves in with them. She was on a right. bunch of stuff like Melrose Place and a bunch of, you know, other TV shows. But Well, the one girl who was uh the Italian um student. Oh, the 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 um exchange student. The exchange student. She was in um one of the Austin Powers movies. She was a lot of vagina. 
Yes, she oh, was. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you're right. I see that. But I'm saying as a whole, like they don't have much. Like that Yeah, she, yeah. She's much. known for three things. She's known for summer school, Austin Powers, and a role on a TV show a one episode of Jane the Virgin. So yeah. like she's not known for I mean, she's done a lot. I'm looking at her IMDB. She's got a ton of stuff, but like none nothing that you would recognize. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah. And the other girl who can't who she's like a bad driver or whatever, I think she was in one of the Freddy movies. Okay. Uh, um, do you remember her name? Like a character's name? Is Denise? Is that Denise? Denise. Yeah. Denise. Okay. Um, yeah. So she went. On, I think she's in a Freddy movie or some type is. of horror movie. She's she's actually in the she. Okay, so I, I had to maybe take back my statement because she's in the Lost Boys, which I know is a cult classic. I've never seen it, but I know it's. A she cult. was in the Lost Boys. She was Maria in the Lost Boys, apparently. Um. Who the fuck is Maria? Yeah, I don't remember Maria. I don't know, Mike. The you, you're the wild. You're the West Side Story fan. You break out into the song. I'm not going. <laughs> but, um, and then you're right. Don't tempt yeah. me, me, motherfucker. I, I, I just sing this a, shit. I just bit a girl named Maria. There you go. Um, and Mike, you're right though. She was in um, Nightmare on Elm Street Five: The Dream Child. Oh, five. Okay. So. Yeah. The less we say about that one, the better. And and yeah. she was in House Party. I mean, she these people are in movies, but they're not having these like prominent roles like they did in yeah. summer school. That's the better way to put yeah, not it. Yeah, like, not like Kirstie Alley or Mark. Or I guess Mark Harmon really didn't really have a great movie career. I mean, No, but he, he's been doing NCIS for like 20 years, so I think right. he's doing all right. What, you got, you know. you're not a fan of the, of the remake of Freaky Friday? Which one? With uh, Lindsay Lohan? Oh, that's right. He's in that, isn't he? I forgot. Yeah, yeah. He plays. Yeah. I forgot he plays, he was in it. I did see that movie actually one he time. He plays Jamie Lee Curtis's new boyfriend. <laughs> Dude, just just for a split second, my my sure. mom is a massive fan of Mark Harmon, and because he's he's a very good looking guy, so like whenever they're watching NCIS, my mom goes, "Ma ma 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 Mark Harmon." <laughs> <laughs> but like my friend Michael and I, we were what we were watching Freaky Friday, the remake on dvd at his place and it always froze at one very specific spot <laughs> and it's with mark Harmon. he like the the younger brother of Lindsay lohan is like trying to sneak ice cream and mark Harmon sees him trying to grab ice cream from the freezer and mark is like like has that look of like i'm gonna rat you out unless you get the fuck out of this room and do what I tell you to do. And he goes like this, like he's got like an imaginary spoon and puts it up to his mouth and goes with his tongue sticking out <laughs> and always froze. Right. So we only saw like the first 30 minutes of, of Freaky Friday forever until we were actually like, let's watch this fucking thing and like <laughs> go out funny. and get a new copy. And we're like, Oh, okay. That, that's more or less what we expected. Well, you know, just to put him somewhere where you might actually care about his, his acting, Rico, he actually played Superman on a um, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths thing. So oh, animated? I yeah. believe, yeah, yeah. Oh, he he would kill as as a Superman voice. I'm he sure was. I'm sure they picked him for a very good reason. That's a pretty heavy cast on that. William Baldwin is Batman. Chris Noth Noth is Lex Luthor. Uh, James Woods is Owlman. I mean, uh. some. <laughs> Nolan, well, no I mean, Nolan North, who's everywhere, you know. Right. So, um, all right, I got a summer movie for you. Please, yeah. Jaws. Like, yeah. If, if that's not one of the most obvious set in summer movies ever, I mean, not only was it a summer blockbuster, it's set Fourth of July weekend. I mean, it is. Yeah. 
True. It, 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 it gives that traditional look of blue skies, blue water, sand, everything. It, it, it just, and, and as much as I don't like it, it's got, it, all it's missing is like 4th of July uh, fireworks because they're out in the ocean. So they're not, we don't You get that at that. the end. It's just flying shark parts. Right. There you go. There's the fireworks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Jaws, whether, like, I know CJ kind of finds it overrated, but like, it is kind of that classic movie of, it, it's just a classic. I, I can watch that movie numerous times never really get bored of it even though i can like i know what's coming like the the jump scare of the head kind of floating in the in the bottom of the of the ship you know it doesn't scare me anymore but it's still i think it's just an overall achievement in filmmaking but it, i definitely kind of like i could smell the franks and burgers being you know cooked like off to the side i could just right. i just i watched that movie i'm like I, it's summer right there yeah Okay, Mike, you got another one. I, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> this this one's kind of uh, kind of an underrated one. Okay. Um, I don't know if you I don't, I don't know if you guys would be, uh, you know have heard of it, but uh, one crazy summer. I've heard of it. I've never seen it, but I am familiar with its existence. Yeah. It's Fair. it's one of, it's one of my favorite movies like of all time. You know, it stars like John Cusack, Bobcat Goldthwait. Mm-hmm. Got Demi Moore in it. It's got a good cast. Um. <laughs> I, yeah, it's Bobcat. It's Bobcat at his finest. It might have been, even been before the Police Academy movies came out. I think it's came out eighty six. So when did the Police Academy movies came out? Probably around the same time. I think so. Out. Hold on, I'm I'm looking at the One Crazy Summer first because I wanted to see something. I think I think I want to say the first Police Academy came out in like eighty four. Well, okay, but so I, I'm, I may be wrong. Well, so yeah, you know, you're you're both right. So, Mike, you're right about when One Crazy Summer. Rico, you're right about Police Academy. So, Police Academy f- was in '84, but wasn't Bobcat not until the second Police Academy? I thought. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Oh no, well, no, he's go. in. He's in both. He's in the first one, and then he comes back in the second one as a cadet. I think. Isn't okay, that it? it's been yeah. a while since I've seen that movie either. So yeah, yeah. No, I those the first like three or four were okay, and then after that, fuck those movies too. Yeah, well, check it out, they, man. Basically, they replaced Steve Gutenberg. That's what <laughs> <laughs> good old Steve Gutenberg. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. It's one of like my favorite movies, you know, of all time. I could watch that movie over and over again. And um, it's directed by Savage Steve Holland. He also directed uh, a movie you might know uh, called uh, Better Off Dead. Heard which of that is another one too. John Cusack uh, starring movie. Another fantastic uh, comedy that everybody should check out, man. I just, you know, I have I have that <laughs> I have that movie and Summer School on DVD and One Crazy Summer on DVD. Like, I need to I need to own Summer School. I do need to get that. See, you know, yeah. and and I'll tell you, Mike, I got this confused, and if I'm stealing one off your list, I apologize. But when you first said yeah. the title, and I haven't seen this other movie either, but I was going to make a comparison, and I was wrong. But I get that and Endless Summer confused because i know that's a big surfing movie right right and the thing was and i'll I'll go with my next movie because it it ties into what i'm about to say um days and confused and endless summer came out around the same time so there was this cult like you either went days and confused or you went endless summer very rarely did you go both you know, and I was in the yeah. Days and Confused camp, so that's kind of yeah. where I hung out. You know, I I agree. I guess like Days and Confused is kind of more of like the West Coast, 
or um, Daisy Confused Chicago was probably more like the East Coast, and Endless Summer is probably more like the West Coast. But the irony, of, uh, the irony audience. is, Endless Summer, or uh, I'm sorry, Days and Confused takes place in Texas. So, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, true. Well, but I know, like I slap dab in the middle. So yeah, but, but yeah. just just a quick uh, uh, acknowledgement for uh, Summer School. Do you know who directed Summer School? Um, well, I had it up a second ago. I do need to make one correction, by the way. It's Endless Summer 2, because Endless Summer 2 was 94. Endless Summer, the first one was like 65. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it's Endless Summer I thought, 2. I thought Endless Summer was an older movie. Um, I do see who directed it, but Mike, I'm going to let you have the, the glory there. So, if you want to say it. The the late and great Carl Reiner. Yeah, man. Ah. R.I.P., buddy. He even has a cameo in the movie. Does he wear? He plays... He, I, when we watched it last night, I noticed him. I was like, "Oh, Carl Reiner, he's the teacher who wins the lottery in the beginning, who quits yes, his job." You're right. Which, op- I remember, which yeah. opens the spot for Mark Harmon to fill uh, as being the uh, the remedial English teacher for the summer school program. Yeah, I actually have to go back to that real quick. And one of my favorite parts of that, I know it's going to sound kind of dumb, Mike, but one of my favorite parts is at the very end when they're going over to test scores in the principal's office, mm-hmm. and um. Uh, Dave passes the test, but Chainsaw fails, and right. he's like, "How could you do that to me?" He's like, "Dude, I can take it again. I can fail." You know, yeah. <laughs> it was just he's funny. Like, you pass and I failed, you asshole. Yeah, I fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of of uh, Reiners, I I have a movie that's next, but it's it's not Carl. It's his son Rob. Okay, and that's Stand by Me. Okay, okay, love it. I've actually I mean, never seen it. So, oh my god, it is. Think of it like it's kind of like a depressing Goonies. Right. I've heard yeah, you have described much. it that way before. <laughs> Which Goonies in itself is technically like the last weekend of summer. Okay. For them. Okay. Even though it looks it's in a, it's in what? Uh, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like it looks kind of like it's not summer, but they're not in school. Like, Stand and by all... me is in Oregon too. But that was see, that was also a mistake because when there's also a Portland, Maine. And when Stephen King wrote it, he said Portland, but he assumed that everyone was going to be like, it, clearly it's in Maine. But when, when Rob Reiner at Castle Rock got it and they rewrote, they wrote this, uh, the adaptation, they assumed it meant Portland, Oregon. So yeah, yeah you're right. It is, it, they're both in, but I don't even know if Goonies is in Portland. I think it's, it's like, not. We looked it up a while back because they did that at like screening. A, Remember you said you were going like, to try to go if it wasn't for COVID? It was like a story or something. Yeah, they they I don't know if you heard but the, I think this year's like the 40th anniversary or some ridiculous anniversary so they're running like in October they were going to run 30th. 30th. Okay, yeah. I think last year was the 30th actually. Yeah. And in October over the course of a weekend they ran nothing but Goonies at a theater in the town in which a place takes, takes place. And and Goonies like I said qualifies but I but it people will dismiss that because it's like oh well it's you know it, it kind of looks like the rainy season it doesn't really look like summer but and all it takes is sort of in like the span of a day whereas like stand by me i think it's a bigger acknowledgement because it's a couple days but every time there's like a flashback or something it looks like it's set in like the summertime like uh when well i'll 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 ru- slightly ruin it for cj there's a portion where the whole movie is these four, is these four friends of varying different like character developments. Like there's the crazy one played by Corey Feldman, and he also wears glasses. Then you get River Phoenix, who's the tough one, who is sort of the leader. 
but at the same time, he because his family's all fucked up and like his criminals, even though he tries not to be a criminal, they're gonna label him as as like oh that that piece of shit, Chris, you know. And then you get uh, Will Wheaton plays the the basically the the central character, and his character later is played by Richard Dreyfus, and he's narrating the story to us. So it's all about this kid's summer and how he's this depressed uh, storyteller. His, his older brother, played by John Cusack, had died from a car accident, and he was the favorite you know, st- son. You know, his father disacknowledges him and yada, yada, yada. And then you get uh, Jerry O'Connell, who is the, the fat one, just the fat, really kind of immature, uh, always crying, just always scared and yada, yada. So you have all these four, these four boys and they get They find out there was like, there's a body, like someone got hit by a a train and his body is somewhere in the woods. So they make this whole trek. And this is like 1958 or something is when it's set late fifties, early sixties. Sounds about right. And they're and they're just trekking and along as they're trekking in the woods to try and find this body to become famous and say, "Hey, we found the body. We're going to be in the newspaper." They learn about themselves and grow and and at one point, Will Wheaton's character tells us makes up a story during a campfire session about this other so this other character named Lardass, who's just this big fat kid who like has like a revenge plot where he goes to a pie eating contest and I don't want to ruin the whole thing, but that even that is set during summer. So like, I just, I watched stand by me. I'm like, yeah, it's depressing as fuck, but it's also really funny. Rico, like, what year did you say it was? It's set in Portland, but no, it's, it's, set, it's, be... it's actually set in Castle Rock, Oregon. Okay. Yeah. Well, Castle okay. Rock's the fictional town. You, uh, well, yeah, it's you said, said Stephen King wrote it, right? So that makes sense. Right. Yeah, but Castle Castle Rock is the is the town, but it's a part of Portland. Okay. Um. It, but when what you said a year? What year did you say it was set? I said it was set in like the late fifties or the sixties, but I yeah. know it was like made nineteen. No, no, no. The setting it's set. In, it's summer fifty nine specifically. Okay, I, 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 I said fifty eight. So yeah, okay. no, you were yeah. Cool. That's why I was asking. I wasn't giving you shit. I wanted to make sure I heard you correctly. Right. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it opens up with present day with like Richard Dreyfus reading the newspaper, and he he finds out that and this is not really a spoiler because it's the first scene. He's reading the I'm newspaper and he sees the headline it, so. that his friend Chris had uh, gotten Passed murdered. Away. Yeah, which makes him uh, you know reflect on the summer of '59 when the four of them went to go look for a dead body, and it's it's a, it's a great coming of age movie. It's like one of my oh, favorite, yeah. another one of my favorite movies of all time, like definitely and in the top ten. Another so one I've a, never seen, honestly. You got but. you got young Kiefer Sutherland who yeah. like you watch it, you're like, oh, no fucking wonder he like grew on to play villains and shit because he's just a straight up yeah. like he's the town psychopath as like a teenager, like twenty year old teenage uh, psychopath. Yeah. Um. Rico, you were right. Goonies is Astoria, Oregon, is where you were. I think you said something very close, but not exactly. Just I yeah. said I said Astoria. Did yeah, you say Astoria? Okay, says. okay. Um, you were talking about Richard Dreyfus narrating it. I just have a quick, uh, interesting question to see if you guys know. Do you know who narrated the original Sandlot? Um, I don't. Here's here's the interesting thing: is I know there was a narrator, 
And then there's the actor who plays him as an adult, like, years later. Those are completely two different people. Correct. I agree. Yeah. Yes, you're correct about that. I don't. I don't know who does. I don't know who does the narrating. Mike? If I could make a guess, would it is it Daniel Stern? Okay, so no, but no, that's why I brought this <laughs> up because for for you know, but that's why I brought it up because for years so did I thought that Mike until I looked it up for something that Rico and I did on a different episode, and that's reminded me to look it up again tonight. It's actually a guy named David Mickey Evans who is also the di- I believe the director of or the yeah the director and writer of the movie, but he sounds exactly oh. like Daniel Stern. So if you had before I looked this up asked me to bet a significant amount of money on who that was, I would have said Daniel Stern. You'd be broke, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm already broke, but I'd be worse. So, um, but yeah, it's crazy that he he sounds so much like Daniel Stern, and yet it's not him. So why didn't he cast himself to play the grown up like Smalls? I guess he didn't want like, to be if, on screen. Did he write the movie? Did you say he, he wrote, wrote the movie too? He wrote he co wrote it and directed it. Yeah, that's probably what he went in narrate. He's probably writing from, you know, personal uh you know, his personal life, so I know, but it's such a weird choice to have two separate adult actors play one adult version of a child well, it's just a weird decision yeah. well i mean it's, a even, bit, it's like a darth vader type of situation it's a little bit different but in how i met your mother in the final episode you see ted talking to his kids but the whole time leading up to the final episode it's a pov of him talking to his kids and it's actually bob saget doing the voiceover so bob saget is the narrator of that whole show up until like the last scene of the of the show Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't even think the guy uh, who plays the older um, what's the what's the main character's name in Sandlot? Oh, uh, Smalls. 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 I don't even think he has a, has a, you know has a a speaking line. At I don't the end because it shows no. him as like he's like he's like a baseball announcer, and no, I don't no. even think he says anything. No, he's 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 talking. He's doing all the announcing. He's announcing yes. what's he's, happening. He's he's, he's, the he's doing in- the play by play. No, he's not, and I think he's the in-stadium announcer, not the play-by-play. Yeah. I think he's the in-stadium announcer. But I don't think that actor actually actually says anything. I think once they cut to that part of the movie, it's just the narrator who's speaking the whole time. Oh, kind of just him, like dubbed him in. You mean? Yeah, and they kind of just like show him as the announcer, and then they show the other kid uh, as an adult, you know, actually playing, you know, professional uh, uh, baseball. So I don't think he actually has this, you know, like like a speaking line. I could be wrong, but no, he, I mean, I just saw it, but he definitely is like cheering when they win. He's like up and he's like high fiving. He's like, yeah, yeah, like he's he's saying shit. But whether he was dubbed by the director is 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 another question entirely. Yeah, yeah, that's Arliss Howard. Is that guy? That's who that is. But the guy, like I said earlier, the guy who plays the actual kid Smalls. Like I think he like he's been arrested a couple times for public rowdy drunkenness like if they're going to do a disney plus show i would be very surprised if they actually get smalls so he's probably sick and tired of people coming up to him you're killing me smalls and then then what happens (laughs) yeah he gets so frustrated he just pulls out a knife and actually starts stabbing them like you're killing me smalls stop yeah him and, um, him and Screech from Save by the Bell are going to come out with a new TV show. Uh, oh, fall. God. Uh, Rico, according to, well, at least according to IMDb, he doesn't have any. Oh, wait, here we go. He was, uh, it was a one, he's had one incident on in August of 2013 where he headbutted a cop while he was drunk. Yeah, but that's, 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 that's the only, okay. like, 
It's not, no, the point is, it's not like, like to, to Mike's point, Screech has like a laundry list of criminal offenses. This, this okay, is like well, I, I, I take back. Screech actually stabbed somebody. Yes, yeah, he did. In a bar. And went to yeah. jail on Christmas and went to jail for like 10 months or something like that. Um, oh. But here's an interesting quick t- uh, tidbit. Mike, he's from Tom's River. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, didn't know that. Um, Dennis Leary's in that too, isn't he? From uh, New Jersey, maybe New York. Hold on a minute. He Boston. He went to high Uh, school. Check this out. Uh, Born in Tom's River, went to grade school in Hamilton Township, and and (laughs) went to high school in Lawrenceville. Wow. Yeah. So he's he's not far at all. Yeah, Jersey guy. Jersey guy. Yep. Uh, Another bit of interesting trivia is the guy plays the grown up uh, Benny the Jet. Yeah. Is the older brother of the guy who plays the younger version. Okay. Hence the resemblance. They actually like, like holy fuck. But he, I think, actually like died. Which one? Or like the older one. Uh let's see. Go ahead. The um, older the older brother, I think he died, but like he was also involved in some crime or some shit. Or I might th- I'm thinking I might be confusing the younger one with the older he, one. He, I know one of them's dead. He has passed. He passed in January of two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. But I don't have the why. I'm working on that. So, but I think the younger one, the one who plays Benny the Jet, I think he actually like it was involved in some crime or some shit. I don't know if anything happened to him. You, but... you, you are testing my uh, my searching skills here today, buddy. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let's see. So that would be Mike Vitar, and he. He is still alive, just for the record. Right. Oh shit! He was in D three, the Mighty Duck, the, the second and third Mighty Ducks too. I forgot about that. Mm. Which are not summer movies, but that's all right. Uh, Aren't they doing a remake of that too, Mighty Ducks? Uh, I had not heard. I think they're doing a Disney Plus thing. Disney Plus shows all around, man. Bring it all back. Uh, let's see. So on Halloween night, two thousand fifteen, he being Mike Vitar. And fellow firefighters, a bunch of people, approached and chased and violently assaulted a college student for handing out candy to kids in the neighborhood where his grandmother lived. They choked him out for six minutes, and the guy had liver failure, brain damage, and other injuries. Uh, His pulse actually stopped, but because they were firefighters, they actually revived him. And then... Uh, da, da, da. and he was just charged with misdemeanor, misdemeanor battery. So yeah, that's not, awful. N- not that it's good, but that's you know it's not like manslaughter or something. The guy lived apparently. So, uh, but they they falsely accused of the guy being on PCP, which he wasn't. So yeah, these people are not coming back for Sandlot the show. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. They're gonna have to do some. They're gonna have to be like, oh yeah, what what's uh what's Benny up to? Oh, you know, just uh. Being a, a star, or they're not going to mention shit. You think they'll bring back James Earl Jones? Maybe. I mean, he did come back for that Lion King remake, and, you know, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's a little bit easier for him to just sit in a booth and drink some tea and be like, remember. Well, he was on <laughs> he was on season eight or nine of The Big Bang Theory, which was only like four or five years ago at this point. He was pretty active on that, so. Okay, but four or five years ago is a little, I mean, he's 90. So is like, he ninety? He might be, yeah. He's 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 yeah. Fucking I mean, pushing me all over the place here, Rico. Well, 
Where's our <laughs> fact checker, goddammit? She's, um... I mean, well... <laughs> he is... Lost for words for once, Rico. He is well, actually... <laughs> he turned 89 this year, so he'll be 90 next know. year. Yeah. So I'm sure they reached out to him to see if he'll, you know... I'm he sure he did. Yeah, I'm sure they did, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesus. So, anyway, but... Yeah, and the same thing to your point, though. If they're doing them, if Mike's right and they are doing a Mighty Ducks thing, they're not going to be able to bring Goldberg back either because that dude's in all kinds of fucking trouble, too. Yeah. And yeah, he, that, that, that mugshot of his man is. Oh, I know. It's scary. Bad, it? dude. Yeah. Yeah. And. Goldberg was the heavy set the goal, kid. Yeah, the, the goalie. Yeah. Yeah. So you bring up another one that I, I, I have a soft spot for that he's in. Sure. It's called Heavyweights. Oh, I've heard of it. I don't think I've seen it, though. It's like the Fat Camp? Is that what that yeah. is? Yeah. Okay. I've it, never seen it, but I know what I know you're talking about. It is one of the earlier Judd Apatow movies, because Judd Apatow wrote it and produced it, and you can mm. kind of spot, like, oh, my God, there's Alan Covert. Like, Alan Covert of Sa- of uh, Adam Sandler movies, like Grandma's Boy. Mm-hmm. He plays, like, a, a, a cameraman. And then Ben Stiller plays a dual role. Ben Stiller is basically playing the same role that he plays in Dodgeball. Just like, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody. Like, well, that's because that's that the only voice. kind of role Ben Stiller knows how to play. Like, he's not but, very... I mean, I agree with you, but there's there's different layers of Ben Stiller, especially like, like there's that Dodgeball kind of like voice, and then there's like, whoa! Hey! Hello! Whoa! Like, just kind of like, not... He's just super confused and... I guess... And then you get like Meet the Parents, which is just constant doofus. Like, oh, this thing uh, broke around me. Like, I can't deal with this. What am I going to do? Blah, 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 blah. And then you get fucking like the stupid ones like Starsky and Hutch and, and shit like that. But basically everything he's ever been in, except. I mean, I'm not a fan, but I'm telling you, Heavyweights is fucking funny because this, this fat kid gets in, enti- you know, gets kind of coerced into going to fat camp from his parents his dad is played by jeffrey Tamara, and it looks fun he goes to the camp the first day he goes to camp and keenan thompson is in it and goldberg is there and and you get you know i love that we all call him goldberg and not his real name which, <laughs> i don't i don't know his first name I, I so that's why either, i call it yeah no I, I everybody that ever talks about him only calls him goldberg though that's the thing because like nobody ever fucking knows him from anything but fucking money uh, docs but then he, <laughs> he, Sean he Weiss gets there, is his name. Hmm? Sean Weiss is his name. Sean Weiss. Yeah. So, uh, they, we find out that Jerry Stiller and Ann Mira, his real life wife, um, were the original owners. They'd owned it for like 42 years and some tax problem. The camp got sold from underneath them to Ben Stiller's character. And he turns into like an actual straight up like weight loss camp with like regiments and shit and like all the it's like a drill structure, you know, kind of. Oh, my God. He's so looking not good. That's 170 days sober from where he was for him. Yeah, no, it's good for him. But that's where he got from mess. I mean, he, he finally lost the weight. I'll give him that. He needs teeth. And that's what this story's about. They set up a GoFundMe to get him teeth because he needs new teeth from the meth. That's oh, math man. for sure. Yeah. Who's the yeah. guy on the right? No idea. Uh, <laughs> I didn't Drew, know. If it was Drew anybody, Gallagher. Yeah. I'm guessing. I don't know who that is, but I'm guessing based on the caption here. 
That's who that is. Twenty five grand. Twenty five grand. Yeah. yeah. Dental work is not cheap. So no, it's not. Um, brush and floss, fuckers. So <laughs> it's all about these, like how these fat kids are just going through this this crazy shit, and then how they eventually take revenge and get the camp back. It's kind of like, like, did you guys ever see that episode of The Simpsons, Camp Krusty? Yes. Yeah. I exactly that, but with fat kids. That's well, you, all it is. You know what? I, w- I was going to go to a different movie, but that leads into another one that I had picked out that I think people don't take as a summer movie, but it, it truly is, and that's the Adams Family Values. I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> because that's kind of what the camp there was like, at least for Wednesday and, and, and um, Pugsley. Pugsley. Yeah, and, and the Jewish kid whose name escapes me right now, who is basically like a mini Gomez. Well, he becomes a mini Gomez, but he's played by the guy from Numbers. Okay. Oh, you would recognize him. He's um. I've never seen Numbers, so I. Uh, be, you would. He's in other shit. God, what the fuck is his name? You know. All right, I got I'll, it. I'll, 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 I'll be look. There. I got it. Just keep talking. <laughs> but he he was also in like uh. Oh, the show Numbers or the. The show Numbers, but he was also in. Uh, he's always he's always usually playing like the Jewish character David in movies Krumholtz? like he plays a Jewish record producer in Walk Hard. David Crumholtz? Yes. Okay. So yeah, that's 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 who plays that. But you know, I got thrown off with family values because they do a Thanksgiving like play. Well, because it was like, about the Native I, Americans and it was a Native American camp. That's why. Like that's why they did the Thanksgiving play. That's a weird thing to do is have a it's Thanksgiving the play in the middle of fucking Adam's July. Family. What do you expect? I will say being that, uh, that Mike and I are the same age as her, I had the biggest crush on Christine, Christina. Ricci. Oh, so did I. Yeah. Yeah. She just uh, filed for, vidor- for divorce from her uh, husband. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Real it is, so, CJ. Real so it is, buddy. You're saying there's a chance. No, no, oh. there's no chance. <laughs> you know who this guy uh, looks like? He looks like um, um, I'm gonna fuck him up. The dude from X Men, the Poe, Poe Dameron, Oscar Isaac, a little bit, yeah, or Isaac Oscar, Isaac Oscar, yeah. <laughs> uh, like yeah, I can though. see the resemblance. Yeah. You know, he looks like a Guatemalan David Krumholtz. I can give you that. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, that. But going back to the movie itself, that's another summer movie. The Adam Family Values, the sequel. You know, I don't even think I've yeah. seen that one. I saw the first one. I don't know. If it's I've seen not that one. really. It's, it's not nearly as good. Yeah. It's really not. Um, they're both I don't think good. So. I, I, you, I think you have to watch them. I think they're both together, like a pretty good unit. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Like, I, you know, it, it, the the first one holds up. The second one, my, I, you know, and I'm a John, a John. A Joan Cusack fan, but I did not like her in that movie. That was one of the first. You want to talk about like random, like weird crushes? We're like, I don't know why I'm getting a boner. Like <laughs> Joan like, Cusack. Yeah, for for the, that, the mystery boner. For specifically, you want like that, the serial killing psycho bitch? Like, I mean, I love who I love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this but, has been another episode of Rico's Mysterious Boners. <laughs> Yes, uh, yeah. yes, it has. Uh, <laughs> but no, for some reason, the like, I don't, I can't stand Joan Cusack's voice. Usually, uh, I, wait a minute, but like the guy who f- 
forcing me to watch Toy Story movies doesn't like Joan Cusack's voice. Yeah, because I watched the Toy Story movies for Joan Cusack. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> Even John Cusack's like, I'm only in it for Tom Hanks. Okay, fair enough. Um, but by the way, you bring up an interesting thing. Mike, I, uh, he says I, I'm forcing him to watch Toy Story movies. I'm forcing him. How is that a thing? Like, hey, it should have been a you've thing. You've never seen any of them? You haven't seen any of the Toy Stories? Not till recently. I've gotten through the first two and the first ten minutes of the third one, and I was like, fuck this. I mean, if you just watch the first one, that's fine. I mean, you know, the first one's a great, great movie. Uh, they're well, all see, great movies. Well, but, see, we, I can't get into the specifics, but I need to see them for something we're doing on a future episode. So that's why okay. I need to watch them. But, like, ugh. I haven't seen the fourth one. That's on uh, Disney fourth... Plus. Go back, log in. They're all there. Fourth <laughs> so. one is my is my least favorite. I, I I everyone's like, oh my god, so good. I'm like, are you are all fucking high? This is this is some bullshit. <laughs> Making Toy Story four. Where the fuck's my Bugs Life two? God damn it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> There's I love actually, Bugs Life. you know, it's funny you say that, Rico, because and I don't know if you remember this, but. For whatever fucking reason, they decided to spend an extra however million millions of dollars to do outtakes during the credits of Toy Story Two, and there's actually a scene with the Bugs Life guys. Like we got a Bugs Life sequel, and it's like, well, it's a sequel. It's not Bugs Life, and then they right. get knocked off the branch. Well, they they started that in a Bugs Life. They they did the whole bloopers thing. But then yeah, but they sort why? of dropped it. They stopped doing the bloopers. Well, they they did it in Toy Story 2. It's probably because it cost too goddamn much money to make it. Well, it's because you can't make... They're not real bloopers. Because right. It's, it's forced. Like, they, yeah. they went to the actors and were like, all right, we need you to pretend that you're fucking up. Yes. Like, I know. <laughs> exactly. That's Spe- sort of- speaking of summer movies, isn't Bugs Life and Toy Story both summer movies? They don't take place in... Well, Toy Story think, takes place. I, in I summer. think Bugs Life does because they're they're the whole. Or no, maybe that's ants. Maybe we're getting confused. Well, a Bugs Life, the whole there's a whole thing about like they have to get more food for the the fall and winter, right? Right. So it's, so it has to be taking place during the summertime, right? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I didn't okay. know if it was that or ants. Remember the movie Ants? It's kind of yeah. like the same thing. The, the, the one with Woody Allen and he's an ant. It's so yes. funny. <laughs> And uh, Kevin Spacey plays uh, a pedophilia uh, cockroach or a grasshopper. No, no, he plays a. I don't know if he's a pedophile in that one. He's definitely (laughs) a pedophile in 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 real life. life. And and so is Woody Allen. So I think that kind of plant, you know. (laughs) Very true. But I married her. It's different. No, no, it's not. (laughs) You don't know what you're talking about. It's, 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 it's It's just what I had to do, you know? Um, Mike, do you have another one you want to throw out there, bud? Um, Weekend at Bernie's. You stole mine, motherfucker! <laughs> that's all right. I stole summer school from you, so I think that's only fair. But yeah, Weekend at Bernie's, definitely good summer movie. Such a great movie. Yeah. I, I The second one, not so much, but the first one, for sure. Yeah, I never saw it. Weekend at Bernie's is the dragon around the body? Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Andrew yeah. McCarthy and... Um, Oh fuck! John, Jonathan Silverman. Yes, it. Thank you. Yes, that's him. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't I, even sure if it was a, if it was a summer movie. I thought, like in the beginning, I was like, "Is that a summer movie?" Like, it, takes it takes place, place in more... California, but it is New York City. 
and it's Memorial Day weekend. So that's to me the definition of a summer movie because for yeah. at least it might be Labor Day weekend actually. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend. I'm pretty certain. I think you might be right, Mike. But they they specifically say in the movie what weekend it is. Like yeah. they say he says I'm going out to the Hamptons for this holiday, and he says it. So right, whatever right. it is, I'm pretty sure it's Memorial Day. But you could be right. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. I think it's, cause uh, they also talk about that it's the start of the summer. Like other people on the island say that, so I I'm leaning more Memorial Day than Labor Day. Yeah, I got one. Okay. It's not a specific movie. It's uh, the majority of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. <laughs> it's summer camp. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, they always look kind of gloomy and everything, but like it's and actually the the majority of the camps in the Friday the Thirteenth movies are actually set in Jersey. Yes, it's summer in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Haddonfield, right? No, that's, no, that's Halloween. Halloween. Okay, sorry. Uh, like. Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> right, Camp right. Crystal Lake. Although they changed it, like the first one was Camp Crystal Lake, but then they always like, oh, this is Camp Mountain Dew and stupid shit. And <laughs> really, it's not always Camp Crystal Lake. No, Camp Crystal Lake is the fucking is the OG, but then they always like they. That's the thing; it's the same location. But they will change the names where it's like oh. Camp Crystal Blue Geyser something or another and uh, yada, yada, yada. And then at, at some point, like Jason does like go to different parts. Like he goes and stumbles upon another camp and shit, I think, in one, in one of them. It's, it's all another Jersey based uh, horror movie. It's I actually mean, even, even uh, Jason's last name is Voorhees, which is a uh, South Jersey uh, town. Yeah. Which is, it's, I think, they, which is why they uh, named him Voorhees. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I could be wrong, but whereas fucking Nightmare on Elm Street set in Ohio, is it Ohio? Okay, it's it's Springwood, Ohio, the Springwood slasher. Which mm. there's that part in in Freddy versus Jason where they're they're in Elm Street in Ohio in Springwood, and then they got Jason in the fucking back seat of the van. And they're like, we gotta take him to Crystal Lake, and they drove from Ohio to Jersey. <laughs> and like, like the a sheriff, half hour. Was, yeah, the sheriff was like, I'm gonna, I need roadblocks set up. We, you know, we're gonna contain this motherfucker. They just bypass the roadblocks and drive to Jersey from Ohio in like three, like an hour and a half in a fucking van. You you could do it in a day, but it would be more like an eight hour drive. I mean, I know, but yeah. they do it like at night. No, I and get like it. When, I'm just saying. When they yeah. get to Crystal Lake, it's still night. Like, the sun's not rising and shit. I can't like, yeah. confirm the name changes. The only other... Hold on. Here we go. Camp Camp Crystal Lake and then Camp Forest Green and then Ooh. Camp Blood are the three names that it's showing. Well, cool. Camp Blood is just what the, the nickname call it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the You're only name... Yeah, that's the only <laughs> names that are actually coming up, though. Um, yeah, I knew it was like it was like a, they changed it. They re- renamed it. It's definitely not Camp, Camp Mountain Dew. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> you sure? Yeah, I think so. But uh, that's, it's, the, that's the porno version. And then according to this, it's Cunningham County, New Jersey. Cunningham County? Yeah. After Sean S. Cunningham. That's yeah, the guy who directed it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Was there a Savini Lane, too? Uh, right. <laughs> Um. Anyway, do you, uh, I think Mike? It's your turn, actually. But if if you have one, 
Um, let's see. No, I did. I did weekend at Bernie's. You go yeah. ahead and do it. Okay. Um, I'm going old school for this last one. I think it's my last old school, old school one. Um, meatballs. Oh, meatballs. Oh. How did I fucking forget about that? Meatballs is a great. I've I've seen Meatballs two. It's not nearly as good. Meatballs yeah. one is fantastic fucking movie though. I kind of I kind of found a bit overrated. I I, well, I think you're not a Bill Murray fan, so that's the problem. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Bill Murray, but even then, it wasn't like that. I just thought it was. I just thought it was kind of was a screechy movie, personally. A screechy movie. I yeah, didn't see Dustin Diamond anywhere intro, near that movie. All, you know, like all the all the kids singing and everything in the opening scene, I just felt like it went way too long, and it just kind of ruined my. I mean, I I sat and watched the whole thing, and I was like, I, there were some parts that I laughed, but I just thought, fuck, what an awful way to start the movie. My favorite, I mean, not that it's a musical, but my favorite song from that is the the one at the end where they talk about the, the CITs. No, you don't remember that. I only saw it the one time, so yeah. I remember, but I don't remember exactly what the words were and everything. Also, yeah, what the fuck? What what a misleading what, what a misleading fucking title. As an why? Italian, I was yeah. looking for the fucking spaghetti the whole goddamn oh, time. For fuck's sake, <laughs> no, really? no spaghetti. Yeah, no spaghetti. Yeah, um, damn man, I totally forgot about meatballs. Such a great, good pull, CJ. Good thank pull. you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, pull those meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, someone's got to do it. So, um. Gross. Well, sticking with the same realm of meatballs and like summer camps and everything like that, I got like a you know a movie that's uh, not as old. I mean, this, this might be the the, uh, the most recent movie that we've talked about uh, with this list, and that's uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Ah, see, that was another one in that same realm with Endless Summer Two and Days and Confused, wasn't it? I believe. Nah, th- this came out in two thousand one. Okay, yeah. so I'm thinking of a different movie. All right. Yeah, so it's like you and, know, and then they have since made a. A sequel on like Netflix. They made like a sequel series. Right, right. The first but day of camp, good. according to that. Yeah, what how, how American Summer is definitely one of those movies you gotta check out. Got a lot of good uh, one liners in there and everything like that. Um, good cast, funny cast. There's um, two sequels to it actually. Oh, there is. Yeah, there's one. Well, it's how- a series. Yeah, they did a series on Netflix. Well, no, this looks like it's movies, Mike. Um, hold on. It's. I'm trying to see if it's yeah, a series. There's like, there's like a Wet Hot American Summer. Like it's it's kind of like a prequel. There's a first day of camp. Wet Hot, yeah, first day of camp. And then ten years later. Right. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, it's not you're a right. movie. It's, it's a series. Yeah. 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 I see it now. Okay. Sorry. But it's it's pretty funny because Wet Hot American Summer, the movie, takes place on like the last day of camp, mm-hmm. and when they do the uh the you know the remake or whatever the prequel I should say on Netflix, it's the first day of camp. Mm-hmm. And they're like they look completely different. They're all like overweight. They all like you know they all aged about twenty years, obviously, because White Hot American Summer came out in two thousand one, and then this one right. just came out probably like two years ago or whatever. So seventeen, it, seventeen. So yeah. it, in that itself, it's just hilarious to see how much how how much different the actors look compared to what they did uh, you know back in two thousand one. But it's Great movie. Everyone should check it out. Definitely. I'll have to watch that. Cold cla- yeah. It's a cult classic. It's one of those, you know, movies you could uh, define as a as a cult classic movie. Now, I'm expecting a little bit of ribbing from you guys because I got another Lindsay Lohan movie to bring up. But, like, you have to remember, <laughs> like, I grew up in the 90s. Like, she was everywhere. I mean, like, so, like, I actually have to acknowledge, like, the remake of The Parent Trap is a summer movie in yeah. part. 
because yeah. they meet at summer camp. I yeah. have no idea if the original does. I don't know where the fuck. I think they do. Haley... I think it's. I think it's a true to form in that way. It's a yeah. It's a summer camp. Okay. Well, they're sure. both parent traps, but the one that I grew up with was the was the remake, and I remember like looking at them like, first off, I have my own issues with that movie just as a whole. Like, who the. F- I like how they like meet and look at each other and they're not like, why the fuck do you have my face? They're kind <laughs> of like, I, they're, they're never once they like, they're like solving the mystery of them being twins. Like, wait, I have a dad. You have a mom. You've never met your dad. And I've never met my mom. Also, we have the same fucking face. <laughs> like there's resemblance. And then there's that. Like, so, but I still, it's a Nancy Myers film. I, like, I have a, I have a fondness for Nancy Myers. And I just remember looking at the summer camp. It just looked fun. Like I, we all, I went to summer camp when I was a kid, but like, I mean, yeah, mine, mine worked fun too, but it, I never got like the three month summer camp experience. I got like the one week. Did That's you, what my family could afford. Did you meet your twin? Uh, no, they thought that we were triplets. <laughs> <laughs> um, My brother Alex actually was a, a camp counselor for the camp, and that's how he got like I got to go to the camp that he was count- counseling at one. Yeah, called it was a Jewish camp called Camp Tawaga. I'm not Jewish, so <laughs> that was that was interesting. Um, and I was. Like I, I went there just for the sole reason of being like to hang on my brother, but I wasn't in his. Cabin. In his bunk, so yeah. to speak, or his his cabin, not his bunk, his, his cabin. That's what I meant to say. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, a sleepover uh, camp. Like you go there for like yeah. a whole week because like there's like day camps and stuff like that that they do. You yeah. just go there for the day and then you you know uh, parents no, it, pick it, you it, pick the kid yeah, up and it, everything it like a, that. It was a sleepover one. It was for it was just for a week. But the the one that I prominently went to was one called Camp Loma Mar, which was like funded and done by the YMCA. Mm. So it was like an act. It wasn't like a fat camp, but it was like be healthy and be active. It was just a, it was just a sleepaway camp, and I would kind of went there consistently every year for like just a week. It was never longer than that. Did did, uh, did the village people close out the week? Um, no, no. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what to say. About that one. Just no, <laughs> no. Um, just no. To- to double back, yes, it's summer camp for both parent traps. I confirm that. So okay, yeah. Um, Mike, I think it's your turn, buddy. I might, I might have ran out of everything by now. Right, well, I mean, I, I know can, we kind of talked about these confused a little bit, but yeah, uh, that's fine. That was I've definitely got, on my list. I've got several. So, do you guys want a depressing movie or a, a comedy? Because I have both. Well, I'll go depressing and then end on a. You know, well, I'm not going to end comedy. on a comedy. I've got multiples to go, but the the, the depressing <laughs> one is My Girl. Oh yeah, Mike. Oh fuck you! What it is? Ah, uh, it's a summer movie. Whole thing takes place in the summertime. Ah, uh, god damn it! Yeah, that one hurts. That one really hurts. <laughs> I I asked. But it is it is such a good movie though. It is a good it movie. Is. The second one's actually not half bad either. First one's way better, but the second one's not bad. I've never. How did how did they just copy. write that shit too? Like. It's such like a feel good movie. Then all of a sudden, you fucking kill a kid because of a bee sting. It's like no, it's not just a bee. It's not just a bee sting. It's multiple fucking bee well, stings. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's not just a kid. It's Macaulay Culkin. 
Yeah. Like that motherfucker was the king of child stars, especially at that time. Where it's yeah. like, hey, yeah. you like you like Home Alone? We're gonna kill his ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember that little kid from Uncle Bucky? Yeah, we're gonna fucking kill. Him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Richie Rich, not anymore. Yeah, <laughs> actually, we talked about Uncle Buck a few episodes back. I forget. We did. Yeah. Um, the comedy I was gonna go for in that same thing is uh, actually, it wasn't my girl. No, <laughs> that wasn't no. the comedy one. That wasn't the comedy. No, American no. Pie two. Oh, okay, such yeah. a good pull! Such a good pull! Because that, that whole good... that whole thing takes place at that that beach house during the summer. Oh my yeah. god! After I, their I, first year of college, right? Yeah, I still yeah. think that's one of the. That's probably my favorite of the of the American Pies. It's probably yeah, most good. people's favorites to uh, the series. You know, the first one's good, but the second one is way better. That's one of those ones where we talked about the sequel being better than the first one, Rico. That's yeah. that's one of those. You know, first one's good, but the sequel's way better. And then and then, look, American Wedding was not good, but I don't know if you. I mean, if you saw American Reunion, though, that was not half bad. Actually, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I disagree. I think I think the first three feel like an actual trilogy, and then you get American Reunion, where it's the obvious we're going to reboot with the old cast. It just feels kind of off center a little bit. Well, what was it that? feels like a it feels like a part. I mean, ironically enough, I thought Bandcamp, the first spinoff, felt closer to the original look and feel of the first three American Pies. Personally. Well, so- See, here's the thing, though, right? And and this is where I might have to dis- we You and I were talking off-air yesterday, Rico, and I'm going to give away a little bit of an upcoming episode where you said, and I don't want to get into the details tonight, but what the fuck is Cars 2? Because, <laughs> well, right, because it doesn't really meld with the first one, and then the third one really does, right? You know, same thing for me with the American Pies. Like, it for me... If you just take out American Wedding and then put in American Reunion as the third film and just explain that they got married, like you don't have to see the wedding, but just explain that that you know the two characters got married, then I think it fits just fine. You know, I actually will agree, agree with, with that. You. I'll yeah. agree with you on that one. It, it, that that's actually a really good way of looking at it because you could you could just assume they got married. Um. Or even just yeah. reference it. Just say, hey, when we got married 10 years ago or whatever it was, yeah. you know, like. Well, they, there's not much backstory you really need to talk about. Exactly. Well, fill in. Even, like, oh, yeah, these two got married. And that's it. They, they even kids. say that. The guy who plays the, the jockey one, I can't remember his fucking Chris. Chris, uh, uh, Chris Pine is, is the real guy. No. I don't remember his name. No, Chris, not Chris Oh, Pine. no, no. Chris. Chris. Um, I'll look it up. But yeah, it's not Chris Pine. Right. or something? I don't know. But the guy who plays the jockey one, he. He, like, wasn't in American Wedding, but he comes back in American yeah. Reunion, and he even says, like, dude, I missed your wedding. There's no way I'm going to miss the reunion. Right. So, like, there's a, yeah. that's still that throwback. Yeah. Um. Hold on. I'm looking I would up. definitely point out the American Wedding as the black sheep in that, you know, in those four movies. It, even, like, the look of it, it looks, like, a lot more grainy and a lot more darker the way it was shot. It just doesn't yeah. fit. With like, uh, well, and, you know, and, and here's the way the, the other ones were shot, like it just it looks out of place compared to all the other ones. There's that, mm-hmm. and there's the fact that they kind of made Stifler the main character, even though it's about their wedding. Stifler was like the focal point of that movie. Yeah, and Stifler yeah. as a character, I'm not saying anything bad about Sean William Scott, but Stifler the character is not a focal point type of character. Like he he needs to be. <sighs> 
You know, like he's more of a focal point in American Pie 2, but he has the other three guys with him or the other four guys with him to kind of balance it out. Whereas in American Wedding, it's really just him. Well, you're right. It is it is kind of prominently Stifler's movie in the third one, but arguably just as much in, in Reunion. It's all about how he he still has to learn the same lessons of like the party's over and he has to grow up and he has to do this. That yeah. is the running theme of the American Pie movies, particularly for that character. Right. But never more blatant than the third one. But the fourth one, like they all kind of cover all the characters is bullshit. Jim, uh, fucking Finch and, and, yeah. and, and you got fucking, I mean, but they even kind of just completely ignored certain characters like remember how uh kevin the thomas ian nicholas character yeah like he's kind of like the leader of the group in the first one and, and the kind second. of the second one yeah the second one and he's got like four lines of dialogue in the th- in in american wedding like they just like fuck you like well, in, in wedding yes in wedding, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. in reunion, they kind of bring him back. Yeah, but like he was the guy who started the pact in the first. I I don't know. They're just weird transitions for for those characters that I and we spent longer than we probably should have talked about American Pie. <laughs> well, no, because I because the second one, I think you know, especially for again for like Mike and I, because it's right after we got out of high school, so I feel like that was a. You know, for, no, not right after, but not long either. The year you know. following, yeah. Well, American so they, Pie they were, was... They were this, class in 99. Well, that was that was the first one. I'm talking about the second the one, one specifically. Yeah. The second yeah. one was a couple years. It was, it was right around our second... Probably our second year of... Yeah, so it would be our second year, second or third year of college. And, you know, so I, I identified with the characters a little more. At least I felt like I did. You know what I mean? So for me, yeah. that like this is like my... Like almost my animal house, you know, like just from a generational mm. perspective, not necessarily like the story because it's a very different story. If anything, Van Wilder's closer to Animal House than American yeah. Pie. But the from a generational perspective, I I really identify with those characters. That's why I think I feel like I like that movie so much. You know, same thing with Road Trip. Road Trip's not a great movie, but I fucking love it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Euro Trip was better. I didn't yes. see Euro Trip, so I can't I oh can't my God, speak to that dude. one. Euro Trip is. That is like everyone has so many people's guilty pleasure is is it's so weird because it's not like you have huge stars. Right. It's not like it's not like you're relying on like what Tom Green and and Brecken Meyer. It's there's like it's it's yeah, like just, no names pretty much. Yeah, but see again big, again in that movie, the focus of, of Road Trip real quickly is Sean William Scott and I mean, Brecken Meyer is the main character, but the 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 focus of the comedy, anyway, is Sean William Scott and DJ Qualls. Those mm-hmm. are your your comedic focuses in that movie, I think. Eurotrip had, I mean, all the characters are funny in their own way. Uh, maybe not Michelle Trachtenberg as as like the sort of the token woman of the group. Okay, but both both premises are pretty much the same. It's a guy having to travel to fix up a fuck up that he made with a girl to try and get the girl the dreams. Gotcha. That's all it is. But um, Euro Euro right. trip is, is a little different because he, he, the main character, Scotty comes home from being drunk at a party where his girlfriend is broken up with him. And the, the, the band at the party is, is led by Matt Damon. <laughs> and it's an, it's, it's Matt Damon with a completely shaved head. He's got tattoos on his neck 
and he's singing this, this fucking song <laughs> called Scotty Doesn't Know. Oh, I've heard, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard the song. And him yeah. revealing that he's been fucking Fiona, Scotty's girlfriend, forever. He's like, Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in the van every Sunday. She tells him she's in church, but he do- but she doesn't go. Still, she's on her knees, and Scotty doesn't know. Like, it's just, <laughs> oh, it's so funny. That's a song that's just been seared onto my brain forever. But, like, so he has a pen pal in Germany named Mika, which is the German feminine form for Michelle. But he... Because he's shitty at German, thinks that's short for that's Mike. He thinks it's a dude. So Mika wants him to come out and like and arrange a meeting and and get together. And he's like, "You crazy German fuck, stay away from me, you you know you you crazy pervert." And then he realizes like, "Oh, that's a chick, and she wants me." As so they fly to fucking Europe and hijinks and shoot and sue and uh, Vinnie Jones, who played a juggernaut yeah. bitch. He plays basically just Vinnie Jones, just a loud, angry soccer fucking, hooligan. Yeah, yeah. Um, not, but there's not a whole. I mean, ironically enough, Matt Damon is the biggest star, but he was uncredited in the movie. He, he loves doing those little weird cameos where, like, he just shows up and he really a, does. He does, yeah. Finding um, Forrester was like, "What the fuck is Bourne doing in here?" Fucking Thor. Right, yeah. you know, like I mean, he just shows up in these movies. But anyway, um, I want to back up real quick, uh, just to correct myself, Chris Klein. So I was right. Chris in, Klein, I yeah, was right. close. I had the wrong. I had the sound right. The wrong name. Um, I said Chris Weitz, but I think that's the director of the first one. Uh, yeah, hold on. I'm. I was just on it. It's all right. It's just another Chris. It's not Chris Pine. We know that. It's, it's, it's definitely not Chris Pine. It's not you, Chris Hemsworth. It's, it's not Chris Pine. No. And you're right. It's it's him and Paul White. So I think it's like a like a Coen Brothers kind of thing. Um, Which, by the way, I have to correct you, uh, CJ. Yeah. You sent me a text saying, Toy Story was written by Joss Whedon and Joel Cohen. Yeah. Yes. That's not the right Joel Cohen. That's just a dude named Joel Cohen. That's well, not I, Joel and Ethan Cohen. Okay, well, I didn't know. I mean, it, I, okay. I'm just telling you. Okay, fair enough. But um, yeah, Joss Whedon. For, and you hated it despite the fact that you thought like two guys that you liked their movies wrote it. Yeah, basically. Well, I'm I'm not the biggest Joss Whedon fan these days for reasons. But yeah, did you did you read that article about Lincoln kind of? Uh, yeah, we're not gonna blamed for being okay. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna go there. But yes, um, all I say is I have a whole lot more respect for Cyborg now. Let's put it back. I, yeah, oh yeah, that that kid's actually from uh, Jersey. Cyborg? Oh, Ray Fisher. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, a girl I used to work with actually went to high school with him. So he's uh, he's a local guy. Oh, nice. I'm on his side. Jersey strong. I'm, I'm on I'm, his side. I'm mm-hmm. on his side anyway, just based on what I read. But yeah. Um, would it help if I mean, it would be confusing if Joss Whedon was from like Jersey or some shit? Be like, ah, Jersey, <laughs> but who do I choose? According to this, well, Rico, he's from okay, so he was born in Baltimore, but he went to Haddon Heights. Oh, okay, up, so he's and, and grew up in Lawnside. Very close. So, yeah, Lawn, very close. Yeah, grew up in Lawnside. So which, not only is he from Jer- not only is he from Jersey, he's South Jersey, which is even better. Damn right. Lawnside. The South will rise again from Jersey. Well, anyway, um, Rico, do you have another one? Because I have, I, um, I'm getting I low, think but I, I have had one more. I'm trying to. Uh, okay, this is sort of, this is one of those fuck you movies, but it's sort of like I remember watching when I was a kid, and 
it's definitely not as good, but it's still one of those coming of age feel good ones. Now and then, which was just kind of the girl's version of Stand By Me. It's very, very placated for girls. Like, it, okay. but I remember watching yeah. it, and it's, it's, it is. I mean, it's been dubbed the girl version of Stand By Me. But I mean, I had a semi stepsister when I was growing up, so like we watched. I watched girl shit uh, when I was younger, and it's uh, four girls, and it's all like flashbacks. So like the grown ups are the grown up versions, are, like Demi Moore. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, Rita Wilson, and Melanie Griffith. Wow, that's a pretty good cast. Yeah. And the girls, the young girls, one of them unfortunately is, is passed away. So she was only in like one thing and it was like that thing. But she Ooh. died like recently of like, I think she was struggling with an asthma attack and actually had a mm. heart attack or some shit. Oh, shit. But Christina Ricci, okay. Christina Ricci plays the young Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you got Gabby Hoffman, who was like in the Patriot Games movie. She like played Harrison Ford's daughter, that little girl. She was also like the younger daughter in Uncle Buck. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. The younger, so she, the younger, like the younger one, uh, okay. not the psycho chick. No. Um. <laughs> uh, she plays the young Demi Moore. Um. You get the girl from American Beauty, Kevin Spacey's daughter, not the chick, for, not Mina Savari. Okay. And she plays the young Melanie Griffith, and then the the girl who died. She played uh, the young Rita Wilson, who and all these characters are, are like like Stand by Me. They're kind of just varying degrees of different personalities. So you got the butch tomboy one played by Christina Ricci. You got the one who is dealing with crazy bullshit parents divorcing and how it's affecting her. And then you get uh, you get the Melanie Griffith one who is just wants to be an actress and like wants to be a woman so she's like putting water balloons in her bra to have boobs essentially and then you got the rita wilson character who's this the slightly chubby one with a over sheltering overprotective mother played by bonnie hunt who wants to explain her there's a scene where she's like he wants she wants to explain to her daughter the birds the bees and sex and everything and she's like okay all women uh have a flower and all men want to spray their watering can in the garden. And, <laughs> and like, the, you, the girls thought, just like... I thought all I, women had velvet butterflies. Well, certain women have velvet <laughs> butterflies, gotcha. buddy. All right. uh, but, and it's all about, like, it's just a very teamed version of Stand By Me. But it's, it's very much a summer 60s Sandlot Stand By Me type of coming-of-age movie. And it's how they haven't been friends. They haven't been together in years. And then Rita Wilson's character is about to give birth. So they all have to come from their respected towns and reminisce and blah, 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 blah. And there's like the town legend and yada. It, it's, it's, I'm not really doing it justice. And by no means am I saying this is as good as Stand By Me or Sandlot, but it's definitely, it's definitely not bad. Like there's an interesting scene where, Brennan Fraser of Mummy Fame uh, plays a Vietnam veteran, and he's just sort of walking. And the girls riding their bikes meet up with him, and like are just fascinated by him. And they have this really interesting conversation about war, and and he gives them all cigarettes, and just it's just and he's uncredited <laughs> in the movie, but it's there's there's some good in that movie. I will defend it, but it's it's 
it's nowhere near as good as Stand By Me. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to check that one out. It's got a good yeah. cast, so. It sounds does sound good. interesting. Yeah. Um, I have one that was one that I wanted to say, but our koala respondent actually hit me with it as well, so I feel like I do need to let, <coughs> let Jay have her little say in this, um, but I agree with her. Point Break, the original yeah. with Patrick Swayze and, and uh, Keanu Reeves is a summer movie. Love Point Break. Yeah, yeah, really good. Never saw the remake, don't want to. No, I heard it was god awful. I, mean, I heard that probably too, got yeah. like one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I heard that much like the same. I heard the RoboCop remake was equally as terrible. Um, I've heard. I didn't, good I didn't even know they did a RoboCop remake. So they did. Uh, yeah. they, they had, RoboCop remake has a good cast, but I haven't seen. It. I've heard good things about it, but I've heard like it's just what you expect. It's just not as good as the first one. Now, ironically, was, I've heard that the. Um, Judge Dredd remake is in much better than the Stallone one. So yeah. I heard, th- I heard the same. I heard so. that Carl Urban does like a fantastic job. I as- do want to see that. I actually been meaning to watch that. But anyway, um, that's the last one I had on my list. But I did while we've been chatting pulled up according to IMDb the 100 summer vacation and beach movies that are on mm-hmm. here. Um, I don't know if we need to go through every one of these because I can tell you right off the top of my head I don't agree with some of them. <laughs> and well, also... I've, I've got one last that I picked. Oh, you do, you do yours first then, please. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's another dark movie, but it's technically a summer film, and that is The Talented Mr. Ripley. Mm. Okay. I've never I seen haven't seen that one, yeah. yeah. But you I know it's talk... really good. <laughs> oh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon! Holy shit. Scotty he... doesn't know. Dude, Scotty fucking knew. <laughs> so talented Mr. Ripley is he is an obsessed psychopath who is really good at like taking over identities and shit. He's sort of like imagine if you took Leo's character from Catch Me If You Can, but made him like a serial killer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I know I know what the movie's about. I heard it's like really, really good. I just haven't just haven't seen it. I did just yeah, think of one. I did just think of one that, like, how did I not think of this? Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And I'm just gonna say the series because all the movies in the in this take place in the summer. Major League, all three Major League movies. They're fucking baseball movies. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. That's that's um, a good point. Yeah, I mean, the first one is the best of the three by a fucking mile. But yeah, love Major League. Yeah, you guys, you guys have got to see Challenge of Mr. Ripley, though. Like, yeah, it's it's set in Italy. The majority of the film, he like that. Talented Mr. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say Talented Mr. Ripley is like one of those movies that I've been meaning to see see ever since it came out, but I just keep on forgetting about it. And it's been so long now because that probably came out like late '90s, maybe maybe early 2000s or whatever. It's just like one of those movies. I'm like, I got to see this movie, but I just keep on forgetting about it. But yeah, like it, I'll, I'll check to see if it's on Netflix or something. It, because... It's got a who's who of, I mean, not just the obvious of Matt Damon, but you got Jude Law, like young Jude Law, mm-hmm. and you got Gwyneth Paltrow, which, mm-hmm. I mean, hit or miss on that one, but she's good in it. I'll give her that. And right. then you get... Um, but just because you're stupid doesn't mean you can't act. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you got Jack Davenport from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Um, and then he, there's one other, who the fuck am I missing? There's a, 
I guess that's it. I guess that's really kind of the main. Oh no, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh shit. Oh yeah. And he is. So the premise is like Jude Law is like just a rich fucking dude, and his dad, who I think played by uh, James Dearborn, CJ from uh, from fucking uh, um, uh, Son of a Woman. What? Wait, I'm sorry. What am I? What are we talking? The dean from Son of a Woman. Yeah. So he plays the father of Jude Law, and he hires uh, Matt Damon, Tom Ripley, to go to Italy at his payment to find his son and bring him back because he's just like spoiled rich kid, won't leave, won't won't go, and so he goes. So Matt Damon goes there and gets enamored by Jude Law and the Italian like lifestyle and the rich hoity-toityness, and becomes like obsessed with not just wanting to be with him, but wanting to basically become him. And it's just this weird psychological fucked up thriller. And you're like, it's the closest thing you'll ever see to Matt Damon really being a villain. I mean, he's bordering villain in, in as Loki and dogma, but I mean, this is straight up. Right. Like right. villainous. Shit. Was he nominated for anything for that, for that role? I don't know if he was, but I think the director, Anthony Magella, who did pass, I think he was up for a nomination. Mm. I want to say maybe Jude Law may have been up for a best supporting. I'm lo- I'm he was to, good. I'm, he was I'm very on the good. IMDb now. I'm trying to find where it says the awards. I'm trying to find that section. Philip Seymour Hoffman is one of the is is the only guy who like sees right through Tom Ripley's facade. CJ. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And and because I f- I fucked up saying I read facade. No, I fucked it up. No, you said it right. I told the story about Kevin Hart. That's where I came from. You said it right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And did it so, Phil right. Seymour Hoffman just like sees right through. He's like, I don't know who you are, but you're like, I, I, I see right through your bullshit. Okay, so it was nominated for in the Academy Awards only. It was Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Jude Law. Um, Best writing adapted screenplay for Anthony. I'm not uh, attempt, attempting that last name. Minella. Minella. Uh, best original score. Um, and best production design and best costume design. That was the that was the nominations for Mr. Ripley. Now, just to go with your whole point about Matt Damon, he it was nominated for an MTV Movie Award for best villain for there him. So there you go. Um, and that's a movie that they poke fun at in Jane Saw Bob Strike Back where yeah. Ben Affleck was like you're gonna do another one of your weird gay psycho killer movies <laughs> yeah 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 sometimes you do the you do the the friend piece and then you can do the the artsy piece or whatever it is right yeah. um I want to go into unless you guys have something else you want to say I want to get into this this list um although I am seeing something that's not on the list that I would ask do you think it qualifies as a summer movie and that is a social network. Mm, no, I wouldn't uh, say. By the end of it, it's summertime in, when he's out in in Palo Alto. I don't think so. I'm just yeah. asking the question. Like I, I think I'm, the constitute as a as a summer movie. It has to take place majority yes through yeah. the summertime. I, I Minimum would halfway point of being like summer. Yeah, like th- that's the same argument of like well. What about in Notting Hill, where there's a whole sequence where he walks through and all the seasons change during a montage? Does that make it a winter and a summer? Like, no, fucker. Like, yeah, it, 
But at same standard, Monty Python on Holy Grail would be a summer movie, which it's not. But I'm just saying, like, because they right. they go through all the seasons there. Okay, so this list, um, again, I'm only going to pick up the ones that I feel like are worth discussing about whether or not they are or they aren't. So not all the ones that are here. Fifty First Dates. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh, I have seen it. I I just didn't realize it was set in. The, I mean, it's set in Hawaii. Right, so I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's... Well, it's also beach movies, so that's what it says. It says 100 summer mm-hmm. vacation and beach movies, so I guess that's why that's being put on the list as a beach movie. Okay, I mean, I get with their angle they're going for, but I, I wouldn't... Cons- I, I would never think of Fifty First States as a summer movie. Neither in would comparison, I. I would think of Lilo and Stitch, also set in Hawaii, as a summer film. I would consider that one. Okay, okay. Um, here's one that I found interesting. Something's Gotta Give. It's another one I haven't seen. That's a that's a Nancy Myers movie, so I I have seen that. Uh, that's Nicholson, Diane Keaton. Yeah. And yeah, I guess that is a summer movie, but it also ends at Christmas. Okay. So, See, I haven't seen all the way through, so I I didn't know. It, um, that's a that's an underrated one, to be honest. Here's one that I'm surprised nobody mentioned. I can see why it may not be something that's on our radar, but we should have thought of it for this list of ours. Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing, yeah. I, I've never really actually seen Dirty Dancing. I haven't either in its entirety, but it it does take place at a summer camp in the Catskills, so I think that that qualifies it as a summer movie. Yeah, yeah definitely. If it's a summer camp, it definitely does. Well, not a summer yeah. camp, but a summer resort. I should. It takes it place during the summer, yeah, yeah. 100%. All right. From beginning right. to end, yeah. I if think it's, can, it starts in the beginning of the summer and it ends at the end of summer. If we yeah. can count Friday the 13th, then yeah, we can definitely count Dirty Dancing. <laughs> All right, here's one I think is going <laughs> to really do a conversation for you two. I, I can't really speak into it, but I... Well, maybe not you either, Rico, but I'm not sure. Um, What about Bob? What about Bob? What about Bob definitely counts as a summer movie. Yeah, okay. 100%, yeah. That's another movie I haven't seen in God knows how long. I gotta I've go actually never one. seen it. So I can't, yeah. One of the, yeah. I mean, you're more of a Bill Murray fan than I am. Yeah. But I really liked him in this movie. Okay. But, you know, just my luck, you'll watch it and be like, this was the worst fucking Bill Murray movie I've <laughs> ever seen. Yeah. It's I feel like a- What About Bob is one of those movies, like, either love it or you hate it. Like, it's, you know, nothing in between, really. I think, I will say this. I think the ending is very abrupt and just like, what the fuck? That's my argument. Without ruining it for you, Caesar. Right, <laughs> right. Um, let's see. I'm trying you to know, see. Just... Are the ones I'm... that we listed, is that on the list as well? The ones yeah, there's we several, about? Se- not all of them, but some of them. Um, yeah. you know, I have a question for you guys because t- we, we know the obvious answer, but I want you to add layers to it to like kind of rationalize it. Independence Day. Obviously, by the yeah. title alone, it is a summer movie. How did we know? Yeah. Yeah. But like there's, I mean. There's the patriotism of the 4th of July aspect to it, but it doesn't feel like it's set in summer. But yeah, forget- it's like more Armageddon-themed uh, movie than it is like a summer movie. You know? Right, but right. but to be fair, if we're talking, if, if if our criteria is that it takes place in summer, the movie starts on July 3rd and ends on like the 4th. Maybe right. the 5th, mm-hmm. if you want to get real technical, might be yeah. the 5th. That's summer. I mean, yeah. I, I, I get your point that it doesn't feel summer-esque. Like, there's a movie that I like that I think actually takes place in summer, but I couldn't confirm it, and it's called Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. 
it's a John Cusack movie, and he's down investigating. He's a, a writer, and he's writing about a murder down in in New Orleans. But I'm pretty That's certain. Kevin Spacey, right? Kevin yeah. Spacey, Jude Law, um, and I. I just think that I think it, it does take place in the summer, but I would agree that it doesn't feel like a summer movie. Do you know what I mean? At the I same, I haven't seen that one either. But. At the same time, Short Circuit Two feels like a summer movie to me, but it's certainly <laughs> not. You don't know when it actually. Ta- I think it actually takes place during Christmas. Like I think it's actually in the in the in the fall, like leading up to Christmas, because yeah. So, but it feels like a summer movie. So, well, fuck. I mean, by by, if anything feels like a summer film, Star Wars is a summer film because like the first half is on Tatooine, a goddamn desert. You know, so. <laughs> well, that may be in winter. We have no idea. We have no yeah, idea. We, we don't know what their yeah. seasons are really. Maybe what a- if Hoth is set during summer? Right? Could be. Like, <laughs> yeah. like imagine that the winter really came. Um. For, okay, here's another one for you guys to comment on because I've never seen it. Or no, I have seen it. So, but I I think it does qualify forgetting sarah marshall uh, i don't know if that's a summer movie because it, it could be it very well could be it's, it's certainly a tropical what yeah it's see all these hawaiian movies are misleading because they're all set in hawaii right and what the fuck does hawaii look like any other season i don't i'm not being like no offensive i, no. I don't know i've only been to fucking Hawaii in the summer, and every movie I've seen, it just looks like that. Yeah. I know, I know, you could have rain at like summer rains in Hawaii. So even if it's like cloudy and depressing and rainy and shit, it could still be the middle of fucking July. Sure, yeah, sure. like it very well might be taking place in like June, July, August, like during the summer months. But I don't know if they reference, you know, what month it is. I know he, you know, they live in California, and he wants to go away and uh, you know forget about his girlfriend, so he goes to to hawaii but and yeah i don't know there. what months he's out there all right here here's another one this one i think is i'm gonna say that up front before i say it because i've seen the movie cheaper by the dozen two it takes place I'll, while the, i'll take your while, word for that it takes place while they're all on vacation so i and it's a family film so the kids are out of school so i'm i'm gonna go with yes well, you could be on vacation during the uh, Christmas holidays too. No, but they're at like a camp. They're at like a like a lake house and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, all right. Here's another one. honeymoon in Vegas. These are movies that I have not seen. Rico, honeymoon, no, no. honeymoon in Vegas is that the Brittany Murphy, Ashton Kutcher movie? I know that's Sarah uh, Parker, right? Uh, let's see. I maybe I got this is James Caan, Nicholas Cage, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, Pat Marino. Never saw it. Okay, never mind. Moving on. Um, <laughs> all right, Rico. Here's one we've talked about. I don't know if it qualifies as a summer movie, but we've talked about this movie before. American Graffiti. Oh uh, yeah, American Graffiti. Classic. Yeah, despite the fact that I am a stone's throw from the famous Bell's Diner, I don't give a fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I forget. I forget when it's set because I still have had the inability to watch that movie from beginning to end without falling asleep. I've tried. It's so boring. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I like that movie. I like how it uh how it unfolds and everything. And that's what they did back in the fifties. You know, they just people just drive around and try to pick up girls, try to score some beer, some weed. I don't know. <laughs> but you know without American graffiti, you probably don't get dazed and confused and Oh for sure. You know, yeah. all those other movies. I acknowledge that. I mean without 
without American Graffiti, we don't get Star Wars. True. Yeah, yeah True. exactly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, but, you know, without... All right. <laughs> I, only, I only have two more from this list I actually really give a fuck about to talk about. Um, yeah. The first one is a, a one I know Rico's a huge fan of, so I would love to hear his take on this. Um, the Birdcage. Oh, yeah. That's definitely set there in the summer. Is it? Okay. There you go. Um, because it's it's a summer wedding motif that they're aiming for. Okay. But that's the other thing is it's also set in Miami. And Miami is that kind of like, if you see it in movies, you're like, is it summer or is it fucking winter? Because it's always kind of blue skies right. and mugginess and everything. But I, I think I remember it's 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 a summer thing. Well, this is the... Have you not seen the Birdcage season? I, I have, I've but it's been it. so long, I don't remember. That's I have seen it, though. Um, the other Mark, one, that, this isn't... No, is it. I never saw it. Oh, it's one of Rico's favorites. Should check it out. It's a, oh, it, yeah, it's a good so movie. Good. I just don't remember the specifics that about summer. The other one that I would bring up, Rico, just to go with your point about um, Birdcage, and this is not from the list; it's from my own thoughts based on what you were saying. Chef, the John Favreau movie, is that a summer flick or is that Spring Break? That's because the kid goes know, with him, but kid... I think I feel like it's his Spring Break, not his summer vacation. It might be summer break because they're on the road for. I mean, it's spring like a break week, is like isn't what? It? I, spring break is like two weeks. Yeah, generally speaking, and I th- I but, think that's yeah. I'm pretty sure it might be summer. I think I think. Let me let me ask someone, Steph. The movie Chef. When when they go and do the the fucking road trip, is that considered a spring break or summer? Yeah, I mean it's hard to tell because it's it's L.A. and they're traveling to like fucking New Orleans and shit, so it's hard to kind of like place where that could be. Yeah, I was. Well, that's what made me think about it. That's what made me ask the question. You know, so things that are based on adults because adults don't have summer break. I mean, Steph made a point. It's hard to gauge like summer movies because with with adult characters because they don't have. But that's why I picked this one because his son, who is not right. an adult, goes with him. That's why I mentioned I, this one. I'm yeah. gonna say it's it's summer. I'm go- I'm kind of with you. I got to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of with you. Um, I'm looking up the description of the story. It's not saying specifically wh- what time of year it takes place. So. It's not like there's a thing in when they go to like. Uh, Louisiana and New Orleans, like something that we can, like set like, the time, like Mardi you know Gras I mean? or something, like Mardi yeah. Gras or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Um, know, yeah, I don't remember. There's not a Mardi Gras scene. I know that. No, no, so. no. But I'm. You, but you're right. They're in. That's why I pulled it. That's why I mentioned that because you, you're right. They do go to New Orleans at one point. So, but you don't see if it's like Mardi Gras. So you can't place a time. Um, Mike, have you seen Chef? I have not. No. That's a really good movie with John Favreau. I really highly recommend yeah. that one. That's a fun movie. I think it's do, still on Netflix. Like, it was on Netflix, but do you did you do you like movies that are like all about cooking and like food porn type of shit? <laughs> yeah, I know that it's it's kind of like that. It's like close ups of like food being made and stuff like that. And yeah, I, I definitely wanted to check it out. It's just like another one of those movies that I haven't gotten around to see. You know, it the cast good. alone is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got John That's, Favreau, John Leguizamo. I love John Favreau, yeah. 
John Leguizamo, Oliver Pratt, Dustin Hoffman, Scarlett Johansson, Robert Downey Jr., um, Sofia Vergara. Bobby, you know. Bobby Cannavale. Yep. Yep. Sorry. Missed him. But yeah. Dustin Hoffman, for Christ's sake. That's what I said. Oh. I said him. I know. I'm just, I'm just remembering. I'm like, I forgot that he's in that fucking movie. It's a heavy, it's a heavy, heavy hitting cast here. Um, and the kid's great, too. The kid yeah, is really good. The kid really is good. really good. Um, you know, by that same standard, um, and you probably have never seen this, Rico, but Mike, you might have. Real Steel is probably a summer movie. Real Steel? Is that yeah. the Hugh Jackman one? Yeah, the boxing robot. Right. The Rocket Sockham robot movie? Yeah. Right, it's actually right. not bad, though. It's pretty good. Kind of um, like Pacific Rim. I'm more of a Pacific Rim kind of guy. Never saw that. Can't That's say I've seen good, that one. man. I, never, I didn't see the second one, but the first one's actually really good. I, I enjoyed that. I'll have to check that out. I think it's Guillermo del Toro. Uh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Can't go wrong with him, man. Um, I have this one list. One that just popped in my head, uh, yeah, Little Miss Sunshine. I don't know if that takes place in during the summer, but I'll I want to say it does because I think she's like competing for um, one of the beauty pageants. Star. Yeah, like, like a summer beauty pageant. I'm not sure, but talking about like, uh, you know, star-studded cast, like yes. Little Miss Sunshine is like one of the best. I mean, you got Paul Dano. Steve Carell, Greg Kinnear, Alan Arkin, Tony Collette, Brian Cranston, and uh, Abigail Breslin—like, like that's like an all-star uh, cast right there, man. Yeah. Did you say Greg Kinnear? Because I feel like he's underrated. Greg Kinnear Greg, is underrated. Yeah. yeah. Greg Kinnear is one hundred percent underrated. Yeah. Dude, Alan I, Arkin I, is so great in that movie. He's like in his eighties, and he just like uh, started like beca- becoming a, a heroin addict, and it's like his. <laughs> His storyline is just fucking. Is that why he sounds so relaxed? Like, oh, okay, this feels really good. <laughs> um, just, the way they play his character out is just really funny. And it Paul Dano, say... he's another great. I mean, he's like a fantastic actor. Paul Dano, I love that guy. Question: Yeah, mm-hmm. is Edward Scissorhands set during the summer, or is it actually set during Christmas? Because I know it's a Christmassy movie because he's doing about... the ice. We talked about it during the Christmas the Christmas battle, the debate that Logan Mike was here for. I I, I non, say it's the a, non-Christmas Christmas debate. I was giving us a throwback, but oh, okay. no, my question my question still stands because it's very blue sky summer looking yes, movie. Yep, and I mean, but it could it also just be Christmas in California. True, true. The same thing with Little Miss Sunshine. I can't find a time frame on it, but the whole thing takes place in California, so it easily could be December or it could be August. Like it. it yeah. Sorry say. for having good weather, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it um, just popped in my head. I wasn't sure if it was a. No, you're fine, you know, man. Summer that's... movie or anything like that. It just reminded me of like a summer movie. But no, again, totally. You know, that takes place in uh, California. So. I mean, I th- I think what's got you starting is the production. Co- the lead production company on this movie is Big Beach Films. So there you go. You know, like oh, yeah. 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 Um, Rico, last one from the list that I care about having a conversation with. I know you're not a fan of the actor, and I'm not even sure you've seen the movie all the way through, but I don't know how this qualifies. Lost in Translation. Now, the only reason why, the only reason why I think this might be on the list is because if you recall, I said the list was, was, uh, beach, summer, or vacation movie, so it might be qualifying as a vacation movie. But it's not really because. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's there on vacation for work. In it. He's there to work. She, yeah. She's there with her husband on their honeymoon. What, and he ends up working during the honeymoon. So I don't, maybe it's vacation for her, but it's, it's kind of a, I think it's a, a yeah. stretch. That was on the list that on the IMDb. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Cause I, uh, 
Bill Murray's there to do uh, to do work in is it J- uh, China, Japan, Japan, Tokyo. yeah, yeah, and Scarlett Johansson's there with her husband Giovanni Ribisi. Yes, and he's he's doing like a shoot or something. He's like a director or a photographer, photographer. or something like that. Photographer. Yeah, so he yeah. he's there to work, and she's just there to follow him. So, but it's also it also doubles as their honeymoon. Mm. It it's he it's a working honeymoon for Giovanni's character. I remember that because that's one of the things she's kind of upset about throughout the movie, and why she almost cheats on him with Bill Murray's character. So, I I, I have nothing to say because I I. Yeah, I haven't really gone through Lost in Translation. I tried. Okay. It, was, it was just very slow for me. I I, ne- I know it's one I need to sit and just watch. No, I I understand it though. It's 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 a strange watch, and if you're not a Bill Murray fan, then it's it's hard to kind of get into. So I I get that. You know, I wouldn't put that on the list, but no. Yeah. All right, Maybe well, that's all I've got, guys. Do you have anything? Any other movies you want to mention before we start wrapping this thing down for the night? Uh, I got nothing. I can't uh, think of anything. Any any like Kevin Smith movies that uh, maybe take place during the summer? Is Jane Silent Bob? You could argue that uh, Clerks could be a summertime thing because I mean it's warm enough for them to be able to play hockey on the roof and shit. But there's no definitive time of year for that movie. Except, uh, well, you could t- look into Mallrats. Veronica's. Veronica's still technically going to school. And so is Caitlin, so it's uh, probably yeah, yeah, during the yeah. school year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be it could be the spring, like before the end of the semester, but they they're tell still technically in school, yeah. I I mean I, I don't know. I Jersey Jane Tana Bob strike back, maybe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Strike back. And and subsequently reboot. Both of them would around the same time of year, I think. Just many right. years apart. But well, doesn't a reboot? Don't they kind of do like a Comic Con esque type of thing at the yeah. end? And well, Comic Con no, does take place in the summertime, so it's it's not Comic Con; it's Chronic Con. So it's a separate. Yeah, but but that could be any time of year, really, especially in California, because that's where the thing takes place. Going back to Rico's point about the weather, you know, right? Um, I it, so, Strike Back, I feel like, is the closest to a potential summer movie, but there's no definition that it is. Right. I mean, I can't. I can't. It's definitely not Jersey Girl. She's in school. Yep. Uh, Dogma. Maybe. Ooh. Could be. He he is playing skee ball in Jersey. You can play ski. Well, yeah, yeah. That's true. The Jersey Shore does well. No, but there's always that one arcade that stays open year round. Mike, you know what I mean? Like. In Asbury yeah, Park. No, yeah. in, in all the shore towns, there's usually that one arcade that stays open like year round, one or two arcades. So you can play arcade games and skee ball pretty much. Okay. What, about, what about Red State? No. I mean, it could be, but I don't think you have enough evidence either way. You know? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a hard one to tell. Uh, no, they're in school. They're in school. That's right. They are. Yeah, so no. Um, I Actually, I just thought of another summer movie we didn't talk about. I just thought of one. Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. I still haven't seen that one either. It's a school trip, Rico, but it's during the summer. It's a school-sponsored trip during the summer. Yeah. I'll give you that. All right. There you go. I'm sure there's more than one Marvel and DC movie that's set in summer that we're not including, but it's also it's hard to tell. You well, know I'm, what I mean? I'm like, running through the list in my head. Iron Man doesn't have a defined time of year. Iron Man 2 doesn't have a defined time of year. Iron Man 3 definitely has a de- defined time, but it's not summer. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, first cap doesn't. Second cap doesn't. Um, the third cap doesn't. None of the Thors, and it really wouldn't matter anyway because it's not technically here. You know, right. same same with Guardians. Um, Black Panther, I maybe. I mean, but you know. See, that was a hard to determine. Yeah, none of them. None of them really determine a time of year. Ex- none of them, except for Iron Man three, determine any time of year specifically. Ooh. I think there's no real like this is the time of year it is, except for Iron Man three, which mm-hmm. is why it was in our debate. Yeah, yeah, that's and then, true. And same thing with DC. The only one that def- definitively defines a time of year is Batman Returns. Batman, the first, the 89, that that does kind of give off a wintry vibe to it. Maybe not a Christmassy vibe, but it definitely but, looks cold as shit. No, you, you agree, because you see people's breath and shit. I agree with you, but I'm saying, like, if we're defining, like, this is the time, right. the only one that really right. defines that is Batman Returns. Because none yeah. of the Chris Reeves Supermans, Man of Steel certainly doesn't, Aqu- Aquaman maybe, but no. I think, you know, Wonder Woman, same thing. I was like, going to say Wonder Woman, yeah, but. Wonder Woman, th- you could probably find out, like, okay, well, when were these troops in No Man's Land and yada, I, yada. You could you could do homework and kind of figure I that guess. out. But, yeah, I mean, you could do the same thing for First Cap, technically. But that could, that could be set in, like, those both could be set June 20, 22, Right in the middle of fucking summer, right at the beginning of summer, and it wouldn't be considered a fucking summer movie. Agreed. Agreed. The only way the only way you could ever like push especially either one of those is like a summer movie, and I'm still using that loosely, is if you actually saw like the storm storming the beach on Normandy, because that was like a definitive date of June, like whatever D Day is. I think it's June twenty fifth or whatever. But you know right. like that's you know, so you know, and to and to your point about you know the environment looking nice and still not being a summer movie, Pearl Harbor. Mm. That's mm. the beginning of fucking December in Hawaii. <laughs> so right, you know. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I got I don't really have much um, in terms of any more summer movies at the top of my head. Yeah, Jaws two maybe. Jaws, <laughs> yeah, Jaws two. Out of all the um, ones that we talked about, what's your which what do you think your favorite is out of all of them? Oh shit! Um, Jaws, for me. Jaws. Yeah. Is Jaws in your top three, top five? You would say, Rico? Of summer movies or movies? Oh, movies of all time. Uh it's definitely my top ten. I I, okay. I have a really hard time narrowing a top anything. He does. Yeah. But it, yeah, yeah. It's 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 more, more of a bottom guy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love Only it. Nicely done. In- Only if there's some good Jaws involved. Yeah. Ah, um, press. <laughs> <sighs> what about you, CJ? I'm kind of stuck between four of them, and I, I, I. Well, Rico, out of all the out of all the movies that we talked about tonight, what would you rate as your number one? Like, which out of the ones that we talked about, if you had all these, you know, DVDs or Blu-rays stacked up in front of your face, and you could only pick one? To put in your player, which one would it be? Besides Jaws. Let's, Besides let's not... Jaws. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I just saw Sandlot, so I'll skip that as well, just to kind of... Um, maybe Stand By Me. Stand By Me, 
uh, definitely, like I said about the Goonies and everything, I think Stay By Me gets more of a summer vibe to it. So I'll I'll go Stand By Me. It's, I just have it's to also... I have to ask, Mike, are you asking just what we would prefer or what we think the best one is? Because there's definitely could be two different titles there. Yeah, I mean, whatever one you want to choose, whatever, however you want to answer the question is fine. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah, because... which, one, which one do you think is like the ultimate uh, pick out of all these uh, movies that we talked about today? See, I think the one that I would go to more than anything else, like to, using your that are stacked in front of me or whatever, <laughs> would probably be Summer School. That would be the one that yeah. I would go to, but it's certainly not the best film of that list. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, another another go to for me would probably be Days to Confuse. Those are like the top two go tos for me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, but American but Pie, even too, in the same thing, that would probably be your 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 take uh, on the uh, the best you know best movie in in this uh, on this list. Right, but I'm saying from a look, I may not be a fan of the film, but as far as like great filmmaking, Jaws and Stand by Me and those movies are way better than Summer School or <laughs> American Pie or Daisy Confused. Do you know what I mean? So, I think for me, it's uh, the like a really great summer movie has to have a little bit of like the things that make summer memorable. You have to have like hot dogs and burgers on a grill. You have to beer. whether you like beer, yeah. Um, maybe swimming in a pool or an ocean, something outdoorsy, maybe some camping, maybe a sleep. I mean, there's no real definitive movie that has all these qualities, but like I, that's why I think Jaws and like Stand by Me are those bordering because, See, like but, I said, bl- no, hmm? go ahead, Rico. I didn't mean to interrupt you, please. Like J- Jaws has that blue sky, blue ocean. Fourth of July feel to it. Like I said, mm-hmm. I could smell the fucking hot dogs burning from watching that movie. By by Rico's standard, though the standard you literally just set out, I would I would have to say definitively then it's American Pie two. It has to be for me. Mm-hmm. If that's yeah, but but they're not grilling hot dogs. They're grilling no, they <laughs> no, 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 no. They're they're making when they have that giant fucking party. They're making burgers. I mean, they're drinking beer and having. And playing pool and eating burgers. I mean, they're doing a whole yeah. fucking party. So yeah, summer yeah. house. Yeah, it's summer, on summer the lake. I going mean, with it. Yeah, on the lake. You know, to use Rico's I mean, thing. So and Stand by Me has that as well. They're going camping. They're going hiking. It's the, if they weren't doing this, the presumption is that they would have gone to sleepaway camp. If that was right. more or less a thing, I don't. I don't know when. I don't know if sleepaway camps were a thing in the in fifty nine. Uh, I don't know. Probably. I don't know. I'm not doing that research. No yeah, I don't know. Maybe more so out. then than now. I would say. I don't uh, think yeah. there's a lot of sleepaway camps going on now with like fucking. You know, I don't think parents want to send their kids away for uh, well, a whole not summer. Now. What you, that's well, what I'm saying. Like the world we live in now, Jesus. Well, I don't even. Well, think, I mean, I, don't, I, I was I don't thinking on think... a COVID level, but I think I I know of some people that were still like Camp Tawanga, that Jewish camp I talked about. I had a customer at work who sent his kids off to Camp Tawanga. And I asked her, I was like, I didn't know you were Jewish. She's like, I'm not, my wife is. He's... <laughs> oh, well, there you go. But I don't know if that was years ago when they were going. I, I don't know. I don't know anybody who goes to camp. Like, you know, I'm not hanging out with seven-year-olds, you know? Well, you have you have <laughs> nephews. Maybe they'll end up at that, that camp one day. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I think they're I think they're still, still young. just young enough. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. they might, a couple more years, and if COVID is no longer a fucking thing, then yeah, they might go to fucking Camp Hwanga. <laughs> Um, 
Well, all right, guys. I think I think we. Um... Oh, Mike, you didn't tell us yours. What's yours? Yeah. Oh, um, well, I would say Stand by Me, but not to uh, steal Rico's um, answer. I, I just watched Summer School last night. Um, I probably go back and watch uh, One Crazy Summer. Like I said, okay. it's like one of my favorite movies of all time, and you guys definitely got to check it out if all you right. haven't already. I I gotta throw in an on, that honorable mention. Like if if Jaws and Stand by Me are like those definitive ones, I gotta go with Heavyweights. I, I a whole movie all about summer camp just for me. Mm-hmm. Like it just in the same way that Meatballs goes for you guys. Heavyweights is sort of my Meatballs. It's right, right. Heavy heavyweight Meatballs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it just it feels like a camp movie because it looks like a camp that I went to. Is how yeah. I'm looking. You know. Fair enough. Friday the Thirteenth does not look like a camp that I went to. Gotcha. There was that. There was like a like a the legend of the camp. Like there was like that horror movie legend uh, yeah. at my camp. There was a guy named Smiley who had his like throat slashed from like the bottom and like so it looked like a like a deep smile on his neck and he was like Ooh. a ghost and I was like, what a great way to entice campers. CJ here with a few thank yous and let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Podeskew is a member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Visit their website, bigheadsmedia.com, and follow them on Twitter at bigheadsmedia. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew. Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Right. It's all psychological. You yell Barracuda. Everybody says, huh? What? You yell Shark. We've got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. That's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi. All new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50. Washington CW.